The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful introduction and good morning. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, 347-850-1272. Today is February 20th, 2022, and here are the topics that we will discuss on this week's edition of the serious side. Ms. Potter, will you please rise? Given all these considerations and having carefully considered the comments of the family and of both Dante Wright and the comments of Kimberly Potter as well as the arguments of counsel, it is the sentence and judgment of this court that you shall be committed to the custody of the Commissioner of Corrections for a period of 24 months. In Mississippi, a white father and son have both been arrested, charged, and let out on bail after allegedly shooting at an African-American FedEx driver. Accusations of racial bias by police after they broke up a fight between a pair of teenagers, one black, one white, at a New Jersey mall. When police arrive to break up the fight, a female officer pulls the white teen away and pushes him to the couch without handcuffs, while the other officer presses the black teen to the ground and kneels on his back, one bystander exclaiming in surprise as police handcuff the black teen. Yo, it's because he's black. No one is above the law. Um, and that um, I pursue cases based on evidence, based on facts, and based on an analysis of the law. That the politics stop at my door. He will not evade us. He will not stop us from investigating um, into ensuring that individuals, no matter what title they hold, are following the law. Online radio at its best. A black woman's prayer. Father, I appreciate all the blessings you have brought my way. I know I cannot change my life without you as my guide cannot walk with glory without you by my side. This is my prayer to you. I'm willing to do whatever you ask me to. Father, my babies need protection and wisdom. The streets are hard, engulfing little children's lives without regard. But I know, Father, you will keep your arms around my family as we accept your blessings deservingly. Father, stay in the middle of my man and me. I love him without a doubt. But he doubts in this trouble that you'll bring him out. I told him, trust in God. Don't harden your heart. We may love, but nothing compares to God's grace as long as we do our part. Father, as a woman, I fall short of what you expect of me. I try, Lord. I really do. I want to be happy, and misery gets the better of me. 
Walk with me, Father. As I see depression and misery fade, I can envision my steps on golden streets as angels for company paved the way on the streets you made. Welcome in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side of the J. Ralph Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. I say my name is J. Ralph. Well, some, some for the ladies this morning, but you know how it is. I never share the stage by myself. Vanessa Mae Bell is in the house. Rich sisters in the house, and my main man, Mr. Elias, in the place to be as well. Let's say good morning to the crew. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful but nippy Sunday morning? Good morning, Jay, and that was such an awesome woman's prayer, and that is something that we pray all the time, and I just want to say thank you for that. Well, thank you for being such an awesome person, and thank you for being my big sis, and thank you for acknowledging the fact that black women do need prayer, and I tell you, whoever that is, please get your mic under control, because it sounds horrible. All right, let's say good morning to Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing? Well, well, Jackie, glad that you're in the place to be. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And one, good morning, Nessa. One, good morning, Rich Sister. One, good morning, Kathleen. One, good morning, Mary and the Music. One, good morning, Mama B. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. And of course, uh, Jerome, joins, Jerome joins us after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio, so we'll look forward to seeing him. Once again, the number is 347 And as we always do, we like to take a few minutes. I like to call it a point of personal privilege where we kind of wrap and clap before we get into the show, uh, things that we will not discuss during the course of the show. And I tell you, t- today's show is going to be heavy for me. I'm just going to be honest with you because all the topics are uh, focused on the misjustice and the things that happens to our people and I'm just so upset and I'm just I tell you my mindset is at a whole different place so a little heavy show's going to be heavy this morning but I want to start off the show by remembering a radio legend Lynn Tolliver Jr. passed away uh, a week ago today if I'm not mistaken and for those who have been listening to this network for so long you know him as one of the, I call him the Testament Preacher. You hear him on, used to hear him every morning on uh, Kings in the Morning on the J. King Network, uh, but he was a radio legend in Ohio. And when I got the news, Mr. Elias, man, I just didn't have words, man. Give me your thoughts on the great Lynn Tolliver, Jr. Lynn, Lynn Tolliver was, you're right, he was, you're right, he would tell you like it was and didn't give a damn how he told it to you, and he would cuss at you and do whatever you wanted to, but man, his <laughs> prayers, man. His prayers, my God, that were, they were inspirational, man. Lynn was, man, he was a one-of-a-kind type of the, the fella, and his laugh was infectious, man. Anytime Lynn would laugh, it, it, would, it, would make me, it, it would make me have a joyous, joyous time inside, man, because Lynn was just that kind of person, man. And he, and he was right. very welcoming, man. He was, he was you know, just a, just a great brother, man. All, all around a great brother, man. I, I, we have lost a giant, a giant. And, and, you know, you would never know all the things that Lynn accomplished if you just sat down and, you know, just had a conversation with him. But this man had accomplished a lot in his life, man. A lot. Exactly. 
Exactly. Was one of the main guys. Uh, they credit him for being the pioneer of African-American radio in the Cleveland area. So, uh, man, I tell you what, Jackie, I know you uh, know Lynn as well. Let me give you a few minutes to share your thoughts on the great Lynn Tolliver Jr. Yes, definitely. When I got that text that he passed, I mean, it was just such a shock. But I just, I really just thank God just as whole through my trails of uh, blog talk radio, the people that I'm connected to and met. And I just thank God that he was one of them. I mean, just funny, he's funny and crazy, but he was so, he's so kind and, and loving as well. So, and I just honor his legacy in Cleveland that he's been to uh, radio as a whole, and I would just, I forever, and just prayers going out to his family during this time, but definitely love, love, love you, and rest in heaven. Yeah, absolutely, and we're having some trouble with your audio, so if you can try to fix that, it sounds like uh, I can't really hear you that well, but we got the gist of what you said, and we appreciate the kind words. Uh, you know, once again, uh, the great thing about radio and all the people that we've met during our ride here on the TJRS Radio Network has been extraordinary, so we want to say thank you to all the new friends, all the new family members that we've, I mean, my God, we've been on the air uh, for, I don't know, good God, 20, I mean, 12, how long has it been, Ms. Daly? That's 12 years? Maybe that long? I mean, it's been a mm-hmm. minute. And so we've we've yeah. run across a lot of people, a lot of people. And we're just grateful uh, mm-hmm. for all the folks that we've met on this journey. As we continue this journey, as we continue to pick up new listeners, we, we just appreciate you so, 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 so much. So I'll tell you what, man, it's a beautiful day here in Texas. Uh, a lot to get into. We have a heavy show this morning. A few more things I want to talk about, though. And we, Speaking of Texas, you know, Texas is beginning a bum rap here recently. But, you know, here's some good news. Vanessa, 19 police officers arrested in Austin for how they handled demonstrators during a Black Lives Matter rally. So that's some good news, huh? Everything in Texas is not bad and droomy and gloom, right? I mean, we can celebrate that, huh? Or no, we can't celebrate that. Tell me. <laughs> you know, no, no celebration. Yeah. We can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. But but can you ask Governor Abbott and Mayor Sylvester Turner to please come and pick up my heavy trash that's been out there for three weeks? I'm sorry. That's a story. Two weeks and four days. Whoa. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Some good news, right? I mean, I, I don't even know how to respond I'm to that, right? Saying. I mean... about you and this cuss. Now, now you know, I never like to leave the show with on an odd number when it comes to the cuss can. So now that you've cursed I'm this worried. morning, today you won't. Well, wait a minute now, but, but hell was not really a bad word, is it, right? That's not true. So, see, 
that's not true. But but I but is hella t- Okay, is hella cuss word? I mean, can we? No. Okay, so we're hella, okay, so we're gonna keep it at twelve dollars then. You know, half is not a cuss word. This in the Bible. Well, you know what? Yes, it is, Miss Elias. And thank you very much. So now, let me go ahead and say to you what I was gonna say to her. So now that you've used the curse word, that means that we have to cuss at least three more times on the show because I do not like having the cuss can at an odd number. So thank you. got a cuss word. It is a curse word. You can't say it. Don't give me that stuff. I don't want to hear that. It is a curse word. Let me tell you something. You can say that. Well, let me ask you this, then, Miss Elias. Let me ask you this, then, Mr. Smarty Fans. Mm-hmm. If this is not a curse word, can you say it in front of your mother? You can't answer that question because mama lets you cuss like a sailor. Huh? <laughs> so, Jackie, so, let me, so let, me let me ask the, let me, let me what, Mr. Elias, what? It's a big question. If you're reading yes. the Bible in front of your mother and that word comes up in the Bible, now, what stop are you it, stop. I'm not going to even, what are you you listen, listen, I'm not, I am not going to let you, you lure me into this. I, well, why you stop? I'm not going to let you lure me into this. Ask the preacher, ask the preacher what not, he would do if that well, was in the Bible and he was reading the sermon. Would he, would he say, uh, we can't say that word? Or would it he depends read? on the context in which you're using the word, Miss Nelly. As you stop this nonsense right now, let me ask Jackie. Jackie, can, okay, can, okay, let me ask so, what? Okay, what, Vanessa? Okay, Your name's not Jackie. So over here, they're screaming. If you say go to hell, that's a cuss word. But if you just say hell, it's not a cuss word. And who is they? That's what the, Bobby that's Jones? What the salary over here is saying. Well, hell, okay. They, well, the, the preachers cuss all the time when they say, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. Hello. You know what? Yeah, Jackie, we need a decision. We need a decision, Jackie, because I can't. Okay, those, Jackie, two heathens o- those two heathens over there, we can't talk to them. Well, 1.5 heathen, because one at least trying to do the right thing. The other one's just a straight heathen. All right, uh, Jackie, let me ask you a question. When you were young, could you say the word A-S-S in front of your parents? Hey, that's uh, no, not I, the same thing. No. Can you hear me now? Can you hear yes, me? Yes, we can, Jackie. Yes, we can hear you. It's a little better. It still sounds jacked up, but it's better than nothing. Go ahead, Jackie. Oh, but no, to answer your question, Jay, although you did change it, no, I could not. I, I wouldn't Thank accept you. what I'm saying that, but, you know. So, so, so if you so, read the Bible out loud to somebody in that world, you get that from, Jay. Mr. Elias said the A-S-S word. That's how I got it. Okay, you owe 50 cents in the <laughs> how? Well, he's already how? done the it. Bible, if, you, if, you, if, you were reading, if you if you if you're reading the Bible and that the next section comes up, do you not say that word? Well, let me ask you a question, you Mr. Mr. Religious. Well, let me ask you what, a question, what, Mr. Religious. What, 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 what was what the last time you read the Bible? Right in, to, huh? When the last, the last time, time you read the Bible, Bible you heard what I said. It's been years, but I, I, I guarantee you this much: what did Jesus write in? And, and, and what did Jesus write on? What they call it? They didn't say donkey, did they? Did they? A jackass. But that's an animal, Les. That's a different story. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. They wrote in on an ass. Look it up. 
Okay, that's 75. Keep it going, Mr. Elias. Maybe we can clean it up before we get into the show. Yeah, 75. Give me one more. Give me one more. Get the preacher on the line. Give me one more, Mr. Elias. Give me one more curse word. You know what? I'll tell you what. Let me take it to $13. Pastor, we're going to need you to send Jay an answer to this debate about the word ATLL. Yes. We already know that yes. ASS is a bad word. You can't say that. Yes. It's in the, the Bible. Bible. But it's in the Bible. We need, we need a decision, Pastor, on ATLL. Yes, we do. We do. We need a decision, Pastor. It's in the Bible. Well, Mr. Elias, you know what? Like, okay, Mr. Elias. Yes, sir. We, we we got it. It's in the Bible, Mr. Elias. Thank you for bringing that up. And like I said, we're at twelve seventy-five. I don't like it. I like it to be on a nice, clean zero zero. So I asked you for a different curse word. Don't worry about. No, don't worry about it. You know what? You're an ass. And I'm gonna take that. Takes us to thirteen bucks. You're an ass. Oh, well, take an ass to know an ass, huh? Well, then, oh, that's, that's 1375. Oh, that's, that's 1425. Thank you, Mr. Elias. The camp yeah. is growing this morning. You know what? This is ridiculous. You know what? This is totally ridiculous. All right, we're going to step out. It's time for an NPR News update, uh, and then we'll get into the show itself. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Pretty good to have a little bit of comedy before we get into it, because I tell you, today's show is a heavy lift. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Belarus is dashing Western hopes that Russia will withdraw forces that it could use at a potential invasion of Ukraine. The Defense Ministry said today that the joint military exercises with Russian forces has been extended because of rising tensions, but did not say how long Russian troops would remain. NATO estimates that Russia has some 30,000 troops in Belarus. Vice President Kamala Harris says the standards of membership for NATO are determined collectively as a group. And Pierre's Franco Ordonez reports on the vice president's response to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's pointed concerns about being admitted into NATO. The vice president said that she admires and respects Ukraine's desire to be admitted into NATO. She emphasized the current challenges that they face. Let us recognize the position he is in right now. His country is virtually surrounded by Russian troops. But she said membership is a process and that no one country can say they want to be admitted and therefore will, nor can any country say they can't be admitted either. But she said that is the heart of the issue, considering Russia's aggression against Ukraine and demands that Ukraine not be admitted to NATO. Franco Ordonez, NPR News, Munich. Franco is traveling with the vice president, who is expected to participate in today's meeting of President Biden's top advisors. The White House says the president is convening a meeting of his National Security Council to discuss the situation in Ukraine. Nineteen police officers have been placed on administrative duty after being indicted by a grand jury in Austin, Texas. Matt Largie, member station KUT, reports that charges are related to their conduct during racial justice protests in 2020. The grand jury handed up the indictments against the officers on Thursday, but the details of the charges have not been released. The Associated Press reports that at least some of the officers were indicted for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Some protesters were critically injured by so-called less lethal weapons police used against them. 
Among the officers indicted is one who's running in the Republican primary for a seat in the Texas House of Representatives. The indictments came the same day that the Austin City Council approved $10 million to settle lawsuits brought by two people who were severely injured by police during the protests that came after George Floyd was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer in 2020. For NPR News, I'm Matt Largie in Austin. Buckingham Palace has announced that Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for the coronavirus. And as Villa Marks reports, she's currently experiencing what the palace calls mild cold-like symptoms. The Queen's office said she would continue with what it called light duties at her Windsor Castle residence just west of London and would follow all, quote, appropriate guidelines. Her eldest son, Prince Charles, as well as his wife, Camilla, had recently tested positive for coronavirus as well. Charles had done so just days after seeing his 95-year-old mother for an official ceremony. This is NPR. Online radio at its best. It is the sentence and judgment of this court that you shall be committed to the custody of the Commissioner of Corrections for a period of 24 months. You shall serve two-thirds of that time or 16 months in prison and a third on supervised release, assuming no disciplinary, disciplinary offenses or conditional release violations. You have credit for 58 days already served. Restitution will be reserved. There will be a fine of $1,000 and a surcharge of $78 to be taken out of prison wages or due within 180 days. I'd like to make a few parting comments. I recognize there will be those who disagree with the sentence that I granted a significant downward departure does not in any way diminish Dante Wright's life. His life mattered. And to those who disagree and feel a longer prison sentence is appropriate, as difficult as it may be, please try to empathize with Ms. Potter's situation. As President Barack Obama once said, learning to stand in somebody else's shoes, to see through their eyes that's how peace begins. And it's up to you to make that happen. Empathy is a quality of character that can change the world. Officer Kimberly Potter was trying to do the right thing. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's twenty three minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rowell show. That was Judge Regina Chu uh, during the sentencing of Kimberly Potter. And I told you today's show is going to be a heavy lift for me because the topics this morning. Uh, you know, people may listen to this show. People who listen to this show all the time, I should say, they know what we do and how we do it. Um, 
But for this woman to have the audacity to quote the nation's first and only African-American president as she wept while reading the sentence for a white police officer who took the life of a young black man is disturbing. We'll start right there, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Before we get into it, let me introduce you to the uh, fourth uh, person, uh, the fourth, uh, how should I call him, a family member, our brother, Mr. Jerome Esprit, in the house, the smartest man in the world. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, sir. Appreciate good morning, you being here. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Last all right. All right, so um, as we get into this discussion, uh, Mr. Elias, you know, we always start with you. Um, when the sentence was being read and when the judge started crying while reading the sentencing for this former police officer and to say, using the words of President Obama, um, I tell you what, man, I, you know, we talk about injustice in this country every Sunday right here on this show. And every week when I think, you know what, it just can't get any worse, damn, here we are. Once again, here's a here's a judge who is of Asian descent, by the way, sat in a courtroom and read that sentencing document. Just give me your thoughts on it, man. I thought it was disgusting, despicable, and, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised by it, to be honest. I was not at all. I'm never surprised by any of this when this stuff happens. I'm never. I never am. Think about the woman in, I think it was Oklahoma, where the guy was, had his back and he was running away from her, and she shot him, and it was, on, it was on videotape. They found her justified in that shooting. So, I mean... I mean, and then I was, I was, what really shocked me was when the woman in Dallas got the amount of years that she got. Because usually white women get off of stuff. That, that's just the way it works. They're going to protect their white women. And that, that's just, that, I'm, that, that's how it works. And to me, when she had them old damn crocodile tears and was crying, when both of them were, were crying up there with them crocodile tears, think about how that mother felt as she lose, that she had lost her son. Come on, right. I, and, and she knew that when she pulled that gun out and shot him, come on, I'm gonna I'm go, I'm gonna definitely go to jail for this. Your ass should have went to jail. So she'll she'll do a year of that. She'll do a year of that as with a two year sentence. So let's just call it what it is. It's it, 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 like Richard Pryor said, when you think of justice, it's just us that has to pay for it. Just us. So you know, I, I, I can. I, I'll you know, say this. I'll say this, Mr. Elias, because, you know, you brought up the situation in Dallas. You know, here's the deal, and people can agree with this. I could care less. I really and truly believe that that officer shot him by accident. Now, whether you agree with that, that's irrelevant to me at this point. But I do, because her reactions immediately afterwards, she's like, oh, my God, I shot him. And But that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't exude her from, you know, facing punishment. I mean, first of all, taking a human's life, she was, I think the maximum she was going to get was six years uh, based on mm-hmm. the law. You know, Michael Vick was convicted for killing dogs, and I think his sentence, I think his original sentence was like seven years or some crap. 
Mm-hmm. And then he got out mm-hmm. on time well served. So, you know, when you sit here and look at the injustices when it comes to sentencing, you know, we just talked about a story last week, Vanessa, how a young lady who tried to uh, restore her voting rights the right way is facing six years in prison. This story still chaps my behind every time I think about it. She tried to do things the right way. She went to her parole officer. She went to the, the to the board of elections. They both gave her something in writing, said that she was good to go. Then they said, oops, we made a mistake. Then guess what? She gets six years. So even though I think, and you know, this is why, Vanessa, here's your favorite saying, Baskin and Robbins have 33 flavors. We all have different opinions. I still think she should have got the maximum. What say you, but you know what, Jay? But what about yes. Jay? What about this is what chat this is what gets me. Is the mother who changed her address to a cousin or an aunt's address so that her child could go to a better school. She got prison time. And the movie stars who did it, one of them didn't get nothing. Well, they served 30 days or 14 days in jail. Yeah, I know oh, what you're talking about. Oh, that is nothing. Yeah. That girl got I know. years. She got yep. years with trying to make this just really, oh, dear God. I'm so sick of this. It, this is just, see, huh, I didn't hear the finding or any of that until like yesterday because, you know, I was gone, but. Bobby was just livid. He was like, he jumped up from the desk. She what? And he was just, look at her crying. I just can't believe. I'm like, I, Les, I know you say that nothing surprises you. But every time I think that something surprises me, something else tops that. Something else tops that. So you got so many police women, just like y'all just said, that are doing stuff and just getting away. Jay, I am absolutely with you when I say, I don't think that lady did it intentionally. I don't. But I don't care. She still took a life. Still was an accident. She still took some time more than 58 days time served plus another year and go get out for good behavior if she don't do nothing. I mean, right. Okay, Lord Jesus, I need you to touch this morning. Touch. Yeah, I mean, we need them. I mean, because these types of stories, Jerome, um, it it really infuriates you on the inside. And so, you know, so think about this for a second. Let's say that based on this particular sentencing, a group of African-American people stormed the Capitol saying we demand justice. We don't like what happened. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think would happen to them if they – you know, took up arms and took bear spray and, you know, and took uh, put military-style clothing on, uh, you know, and rushed the Capitol in Minnesota because of what's going on here. You had the George Floyd situation. Now you have this. This young man is gone. And whether it was an accident or not, the bottom line is that she should have faced a full wrath of justice. And for the judge to say, put yourself in Officer Potter's shoes, and then to quote President Obama, 
look, if the judge felt that way, fine. But, you know, good God, I would like to think that if you made it to the bench, you'd have to be an educated person for the most part. And you have to understand that words do matter. And to say that while that man's family is sitting in the courtroom, I mean, I'm just appalled by it. Give me a thought. Jay, did you say she was an Asian judge? I haven't seen her. She was. Yeah, she is. Okay. So if she is, how do you think she was when they were killing Asian people and harassing them while Donald Trump was saying they caused COVID? I bet you she wasn't saying that kind of stuff then. Probably wasn't. Why Asian Give me people were getting harassed? Yeah, I'm that's sorry. true. And they, and they continue. No, no, listen, it's it's a heavy show today. And, and so emotions will be uh, at their highest because all the topics this morning, of the exception of one, which will give me glee to talk about at that time. But uh, most of the topics this morning are heavy. Jerome, give me your thoughts, man. Yeah, this is not emotional for me, like, at all, zero. And I, I just want to kind of put everything in context, right? So when, you know, I know you and um, Vanessa said that you guys think that it was it was an accident. I don't believe that. That is bull. And you know why I know it's not it wasn't an accident? If you ever go back and look at the the film, you should see the how the black officer looks at her when she discharged her gun. There was no reason for her to even why would she want to inflict punishment on them because they were wrestling with that guy? They don't do that. They don't do that with white folks. That's the, there's many hundreds of films of white folks fighting police officers, but they never draw their weapons. So for her to lie and say that she was in fear of another officer's life, look at the black officer's face when she goes, ooh, I shot him. You know, I thought it was my taser. Why would you be tasering him? Why are you trying to inflict punishment on him anyway? And that's problematic, right? So we like to pull back from 30,000 feet after something happens, and then deal with her feelings. I don't give a damn about her feelings and her emotions now. She killed that man. So she should not try to taser him for one. And I don't care if she mistook it or not, because she intentionally tried to harm him. So stop getting into that white woman's feelings about what she may have been going through her head. Who cares? But she didn't try to kill him. tried to kill them, she killed them. He's dead. Right? Like, her intent is not my issue. The result is the issue. So unless we start dealing with, again, I know I've said this on the show, but until we start dealing with white folks and their pathology, then technically we have a problem. All of their asses need therapy for this one exact example. Shows you why their intentions has nothing, nothing to do with with their actions because she felt like she can tase him at any given time. She don't know if she ha- he had like a pacemaker. There ain't no jack. She met to cause some harm on that kid and then says, oh, I was in fear of the officer's lives. Obviously, the other officers weren't in fear of their own lives. So who was, her, who was she to make a, make a judgment call because of her fear of black people? Deal with that. 
deal with whatever trauma that she that she had to deal with to put her in a position to think that about that black kid just because he was he was um you know he he was resisting to whatever degree but the other officers did not seem to be concerned but she made the call it doesn't matter you know you got a black kid killed a police dog i think he got 44 years so it it depends like when we start talking about valuing life Let's just kind of talk about, like, the fact that folks have value for wait, certain lives, not wait, others. Wait, y'all know I'm an animal lover. Who got 44 years for killing a dog? The, this black guy, when a police dog, they sent a police dog um, on him, and I think he shot the dog. I'm not really sure. But when the dog died, they gave him 44 years for killing that damn dog. Are you serious? As yeah. much as Jay, y'all know I give, y'all know I take care of my dog like it's a child. Did this black guy rich? I'm gonna have to Google that story. Y'all have got to well, be kidding. But you know what though, but Vanessa, you don't even have to reach that far. If you want to do, a, you want to compare apples to apples. A black officer accidentally shot a woman, uh, a white woman, and I think he got 12 years, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, so the yeah. same state. So, you know, once again, it's the situation where the, the color, the pigmentation of your skin determines how justice is being served to you. I mean, it is just unreal what's going on in this country. And it's blatant. But before we and, go and into outrage, I, I, I just want to say this yeah. about the, the judge being Asian. It, it's just like a, a cop being black and shooting somebody black. There is, again, in this country – there's a us against them thing. Right. And so sometimes when people come in here, they think that they have white privilege. So that judge felt more compassion for the killer than the victim, the person who was killed, because of yeah. her crying and because of her um, saying, you know, I don't have a right to care um, or to be hurt by him dying, but I care. That moved that judge yeah. enough that she's like, you know what, I feel her. Although... The black guy who was killed, his mother was white. Ain't give a damn about her tears. Right? Yeah. So I'm not even saying that because it was a white woman crying. I am saying that she, her bias already was favoring the officer. That's why yeah. she was moved by her story and not moved by the mother. And, and uh, in addition to that, it was racist mm-hmm. and crazy for her to bring up Obama's statement just to calm black people down. Black people yeah, don't, stop falling don't, for that. Don't get they me started with that. That's the only thing that made me mad over the whole thing <laughs> was when oh she God. did that. She, I, I think she thinks that we're stupid. She, yeah. she brought up George Floyd. It's not that. She brought up every yeah. black case to calm black people down over that white woman killing that black kid. Mm-hmm. She is wrong for yeah. that. Everybody needs yeah. to let that judge know that she was wrong for that. Definitely wrong for this. Is ridiculous. I mean, I agree with you, Jerome. I mean, the bottom line is, is that for her, and that's what enraged me. Is President Barack Obama? What? Don't even fix that to come out of your lips. We have two minutes left in this segment, Jackie. Let me. By police, she brought them up. Yeah, I know. I mean, just, you know, once again, here's the pacifier. So, in my opinion, well, this is to let you know that I do care about these things, but. The B-U-T. Jackie, we have, uh, I'm sorry, we have two minutes. Let me give you the last two minutes. Uh, Give me your thoughts on this real quick. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? Once again, white privilege at its finest. You know, I mean, the good old I've feared 
for my life or whatever she said. Um, and like you said, last week, the story about the lady with the voting, she's she going to be looking at six years. And she gets, what, two years for somebody's life? Just 16 months. It's not even going to be two years. It's not even going to be two years. Like Vanessa said, for good be- if they let her off for good behavior, won't even yeah. serve that. So, yeah. I, I mean, seeing these stories over and over and over again, and it's it's ridiculous. It's 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 ridiculous each and every time. Yeah, you're absolutely correct in this. All right. So now, uh, February is Black History Month, and like we mentioned at the top of the first show of the month, we talked about how in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, we're going to feature. African-American stories and, you know, important people who were uh, a part of the black experience. And uh, today's story is no different. Uh, This past weekend, uh, General Charlie or Charles McGee, the last living Tuskegee uh, airman, passed away at the age of uh, 102. So in this week's edition, I'm going to four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We're going to hear from the general in his own words. It's convenient time. 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I'm Charles Edward McGee, Air Force retired, and uh, originally from I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, in 1919. Tuskegee Airmen are black pilots, mechanics, and support people who. When our country declared war against Hitler, came forward and uh, dispelled the biases and generalizations that because of the color of our skin we couldn't support our country in a technical area. Our task was to keep the air clear of German fighters that were uh, destroying many of our bombers. You know, we thought we had enough guns on the B-17s and B-24s to protect them. That wasn't so, and that's why the escort work began. We also destroyed a lot of uh, Germany's war-making potential on the ground. The Pittsburgh Courier came out and said, no, this is a double victory activity for black Americans fighting against Hitler in Europe and also fighting against racism here at home. One thing, personally, folks said, well, how did you face that? I said, well, I grew up learning that, uh, you know, you treat others like you want to be treated. So important. And then realizing that the value lessons that sustained us are just as important to, for the young people today and what they face for America's future and preserving the freedoms we claim we all so much enjoy. Don't let the circumstances be an excuse for not achieving. We could have very easily, oh, they don't like me, they don't want me, and gone off in the corner with our head bowed. That's not the American way. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance to live in the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance too? 
Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. Brandon Case is charged with attempting to cause bodily injury with a firearm, and his father, Gregory Case, is charged with conspiring with Brandon to commit aggravated assault. DeMontario Gibson says he was trying to find an address while delivering packages for his job at FedEx when he says he was chased and shot at by the cases, the bullets hitting his work van. DeMontario, thank you so much. This sounds, uh, I mean, this sounds terrifying. Can you tell us what happened? Okay, so basically on the evening of January 24th, I was attempting to, to deliver a package to 417 Junior Trail, and uh, I accidentally put the wrong address in, so I couldn't find the house. I eventually found the right address and proceeded to deliver the package to it. Upon doing it, I was approached by a white vehicle, and that vehicle chased me, tried to cut me off, and I miraculously got out of there. I went down the street about two or three houses after I got away from the initial vehicle, and there was a guy standing in the middle of the road holding a gun at my vehicle telling me to stop, which I did not do. Um, they, they essentially just chased me out the city, and I had to file a police report after that. They, shots were fired into my van as well. Just, you know, that's a quick summary of it. Again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Does that sound familiar? Two white men chasing down an African American boy in the neighborhood, shooting at him, forcing him to retreat to try to save his life. Like I said, today's show is going to be a heavy show. Um, we'll pick up the conversation right there. Um, so let me start with you, Vanessa. When you hear this story about this young African American man who was in his full FedEx uniform, more than likely in a FedEx van, and these two white men, a father and son, chase him down, shoot at him. Thank God they missed. But here's the ironic part about it. When he first filed the police report, the police department didn't take it seriously. So he had to get an attorney involved. And once the attorney got involved, they got the NAACP involved. Then, and only then, they started taking this a little bit more serious than what it was. But the kicker from this whole story is the fact that he went back to work shortly thereafter, and FedEx kept him on the same route. Now, a route he just got shot at, they put him back on that route, and when he realized the trauma from, you know, driving down that same road and street, you know, the young brother says, listen, I, I just I got to take some time off. And FedEx gave him time off with no pay. So he's on unpaid leave from FedEx after being shot at by two white men, just a guy doing his job. Um, these stories get exhausting, but they have to be told. Because if we don't cover them, who else will? And I'm not saying that we're the only you know, radio show or news outlet or media uh, outlet that covered this. No, but we want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in detail because that's what it deserves. So, Vanessa, give me your thoughts on this. Once again, this sounds eerily familiar. There's a black man in the neighborhood. We don't want you here. And I don't understand why. Well, yes, I do. Let me stop lying. Yes, I do. I understand why it happened because he's black. That's the easy answer for everything, right? Give me your thoughts on this one. You know what's so pitiful? 
is that every Sunday we have a story of some stuff like this happening. Every Sunday there's somebody who then got chased down, ran down, run over, something by somebody white happening to a minority and getting away with or even getting bonded. They're getting bonded. And I say minority because it's not just black. It's minority. It's happening to Hispanics as well, like the girl who got shot 22 times down the street from me. And the boy was on bond, like, the next day. By now, if I was him, I'd be in Mexico somewhere. They would never find me. But, Jay, I'm so over it. I'm so over every time you turn around, Jay, for us, for us, Jay, there is a black child younger than the age of 10 getting shot by accident. I'm so over this. And people wonder why I stay gone. Stay gone because when I'm gone, I'm not looking at the news. I don't want to hear it. I'm so tired of all of this stuff happening on a regular basis, and it's not getting better. It's not getting any better. And I don't get that. I just don't. And it really, really, really hurts me in my gut and in my soul that these two people are out on bond. It's just like the Aubrey. It's just, it's the same thing. It's just the same thing. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm just so over it. I I am. I just, I I don't see an end to this right now. I just don't. I don't know about anybody else. It's like it's getting worse. It's like it's, it's getting, getting worse, worse, Vanessa. I agree with you. It's like it's got, getting and worse. And you got judges. Mm-hmm. You got judges who are kind of siding with them a little bit. I mean, just this really upsets me. It just really shuts me down. It just well, shuts well, me it down. Well, it should. It should because if you're any, if you're a God-fearing, decent person, when you hear about these types of stories and you think about this nation's history. It's legitimately to say, it's legitimate for people to say, well, you know, yeah, there's been some changes, but but really, has it? I mean, has it? Yeah. It seems like we're going backwards to me. It seems like since Trump, and I can't blame, yes, I can. Yes, I can't you can. I can't blame all of this on him. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. Yes. You, you, well, you, well yeah. let's say this, Vanessa, because some of this stuff happened during President Obama's watch, so I'm not blaming the president right. per se, because, you know, you had the situation with, uh, you know, if, if we go out, all the way back to Trayvon Martin. brought out all of the crazy. He gave them cover. He gave them cover to, to, to be more out front with it. You're he absolutely did. correct about that. You're right about that. He, he, gave, he provided them the cover. Because if the president of the United States condoned this type of behavior, then, hey, you know what? Why not us? And remember what the Proud Boys said when, when they asked Trump during that uh, debate, what do you have to say about the Proud Boys? Proud Boys, you know, stand down and stand ready, whatever he said. Stand it was ridiculous. back and, stay, and stand and wait. Stand back and stand by. Let me help you out. Stand back and stand by. There you by. go. There you go, Jackie. There you go. I'm over it. I, so, I, I, I don't, Bobby be like, and we be at home and somebody cut up. I said, don't you blow that horn? I used to reach over there and blow that horn. I said, don't you blow that horn? Because you blow the horn. Now you're going to get your brains blown out. And then guess what? That person going to be on bond and you're going to be dead. There you go. There That's you go. Gonna you're going to be dead and they're going to be That's on bond. That's true. 
That's true. I mean, that's ridiculous through road rage. We can have a show about that, what's been going on, especially here in the Houston area. You know, Mr. Elias, uh, you know, going back to this situation here, uh, you know, we talk about white privilege. We talk about all the many things that our people have to endure. Uh, this is just another situation where, you know, white people feel that they're privileged. And I don't understand, you know, what did the kid do? I mean, he was delivering packages. If you can't do your job safely, I mean, I mean, where, where, where do you go? I mean, what do you do? I mean, this is just so um, – it's blatant, it's unexplainable. And um, just out of curiosity, when you heard this story, man, what went through your mind? And to know here this garbage still is, is not here. Go ahead, uh, Jerome, go ahead and take that. Can y'all hear? It's, hello? You, you, Jerome, you, you, you never took me off mute. You never took me yeah. off mute. Your fault. Well, you have you, control you to, the, to the board to stop it. You can I take yourself I, off mute. You, okay, never mind. Whatever. What, no, what this reminds me of is we, we, we just hired a guy about, uh, about eight months ago, right? And this, this guy, <laughs> where he used to work at, he used to carry a gun in his, in, in his truck. So our, our policy was, in a company vehicle, you can't carry a firearm. So somebody went up to his truck, and he had a firearm in his truck. And, I, and everybody started freaking out except for me. I was like, let's go talk to the, talk to the guy about it. And, um, you know, and he said, well, where I used to work at, we used to go in seedy neighborhoods, and, you know, I had to protect myself. And, and, and this guy, and I bought some say, you know, we could fire you for having a gun in the truck. So what this made me think of is just that, man, you know, FedEx should should have protected this guy, and, and no no ifs ands and buts about it. That FedEx should should have have their ass on the moniker right now because they should have said, okay, man, that 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 route bothers you. Take some time off. We'll get you a new route. We'll get you a new route. But what did they do? We got hey man, if you don't want to take that route, you don't get we'll, we'll some time day. off. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't you don't want you don't want to work you want to work that route. Hey, look. Take some time off, but uh, you know, partner, we ain't gonna pay you. And this, this is this is how this is how companies think, man. This is exactly how companies think. And then the, the two, they, you know, and then for us to for, the, for this gentleman to go in to the police station and then they laugh at him and, and think it's a it's a joke. What if that had been a white woman that came in and said two black men chased her and, and, and shot at her? What would they have done? They got out their chairs and ran out and got him. This is, I mean, this is, it's just ridiculous. So from when, 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 when white folks tell me that we're, we're like Michelle Tafoya said, there, there's no race disparity. Race has gotten better. You're a liar. This tells you, this, this right here is in your face. This right here is in your face. See, this is crazy to me that this, uh, this gentleman had to go through this stuff, and then he had no backing from his job. They put him in, yeah. they put him in, in a dangerous situation again. To make money, yep. they won't protect him. So that's why when you talk about safety, I don't want to hear nothing about safety. That is the, that one out right there, that FedEx is just out the window with safety. They, I could care less about them. I never use FedEx that's, again. That's that's a good point you brought up about the fact that they put him back in harm's way uh, after the situation. When you say it like that, it really uh, makes the whole situation more appalling. Jerome, you know, sometimes uh, when we have these types of topics, I don't need to ask you a question. I'm just curious as to what's on your mind, brother. So uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, 
you know, um, they should have a uh, – he just needs to sue them, right, because workplace safety and your environment, that stuff is all kind of written case law that you can't put your employees in harm's way. I mean, it's got that tent. I want to say, you know, the Carnegie's and the Steel stuff, like they stop workplace safety issues. And so just to have him have someone shooting at him um, – just to, to take put him on leave is one thing. And also the police department, um, you know, if you shoot at a postal worker, it's got to be, it's a federal offense probably, you know. So I think that we just kind of have to, um, everything in context, and I know just putting it in the context of race is what we have to do because when white folks commit these, these, um, these acts, nothing happens. I mean, literally nothing happens to them when it when the when the victim is is a black person. So again, you know, it is because of the time that of having a black president and then having a racist Klansman as a president. What happens is that the it it white folks are dealing with their biases and the signing on you know is sitting in front of everybody. It's hiding in plain sight. And they need to deal with it, you know. And and I don't know a good way of of even putting that. That's not our issue. Not even our issue to um to to try to figure out how to fix them. Our issue is to adjust to what is going to cause us harm one way or another. Because truly, a police officer is technically not um, the law until they're enforcing the law. They're technically citizens that's been deputized, right? So they're not allowed to break the law either. They are not supposed to run red lights. They're not supposed to be doing any of that stuff. That is what they're not supposed to do. So when a white person gets pulled over, they will stand out of the car and be like, look, I have my rights. And usually the police officer kind of backs off and says, yeah, we have these rules that we have to go by. When it's a black person, they do something, and then they say, oh, I feared my, for my life. I gave you a command, and now you did this. So it made me do Like, they taught you. And, you know, also I want to add, um, since um, LES brought up um, Tafoya, Michelle Tafoya, it is just like Dr. Oz to me, right? All of these people who who work and live around black people who act like they're cool people turn out to be conservative and narrow when it comes to the race. Black people need to see that in real time and understand you don't have to call somebody racist for them to hold down white supremacy. It's not exactly the same thing, but it has the same effect. So just like, you know, Tafoya has left sport and she's going to run a Democrat, the Republican Party or whatever she's doing yeah. um, in, in her home state, we need to chop yeah. this up. And we need to You're get right. smarter opposed to saying, don't you think we need to give everybody the benefit of the doubt? And the answer is no. They're not proving yeah. worthy of having benefit of the doubt. You're right about that, Jerome. You think about Michelle DeFoya, you think about, you know, John Stockton, some of the nonsense he said about vaccinations. You think about Brett Favre. You know, so you're right. Some of these people that you, you kind of held on this pedestal of, of you know, they, they, they are one of us or they hang out with us or they're cool they with us, black. you know. Yeah. There you go. You're right, and, and and guess what? And, and when, and when uh, they're no longer obligated to, to to do those types of things, then their real feelings uh, show up. Jackie, um, 
when we talk about this particular situation, you know, as the uh, civil rights trial of, uh, of uh, Ahmaud Arbery continues, you know, you have this situation that's occurring that's in the news. And, and you're right, Mr. Elias, you know, right after the show, I'm going to cancel my FedEx account because I didn't even look at it from that perspective. I cannot support people or organizations that continue to do things that are against my people. And I really have to start asking myself, well, I watch football next year too. I know we kind of talked about this before, but my goodness, we continue to support a sport that continues to uh, not treat our people well. But, you know, I've digressed. So give me your thoughts on this particular uh, topic, Jackie. Your thoughts, please. Well, Mr. Elias alluded to where I was going to go with this, you know, the obvious flip side. I mean, is this Black History Month or White Privilege Month? I'm confused. Which one is it? Because I'm the flip side. If this was a white person and two black people shot at him, I mean, first of all, he wouldn't have got shot at. They're in, but let's just pretend. Let's just pretend it would have went first. But let's just pretend, no question, that that father and son would have got wrangled up immediately. He would have got believed when he complained, uh, and he his route would have been changed for his safety, and he would have got paid time off. Shall I go any further? But refer back to what I first said. He wouldn't have got shot to be gay with. Well, look, um, at the end of the day, we all know what this is all about. You know, the fact that they won't pay him, uh, the fact that these men, like Vanessa said, they bonded out. Um, You know, it's amazing to me how, how, you know, look, this is the criminal justice system. This is a system in which we have to all abide by. How you could attempt to shoot somebody or kill somebody in some cases and still bond out of jail, but I guess, you know, they say innocent until proven guilty. I guess that's uh, that's the reason why they are allowed to do these things. I'm I'm just at, at wit's end with some of the stories that we cover here. This has been a difficult eighteen months for this show uh, because we're always talking about stuff like this, and people say, "Oh my God, you talk about it all the time." You dang go skip it. We talk about it all the time because it affects our people. And if you listen to the show, what? What? It's funny you brought up, you know, the NFL. Now, look, the only thing I watched anyway was the halftime show. But, boy, everybody was talking about that halftime show. I I told him last week I didn't watch it. And that's part of why. I can't even, I can't support them. But ever since what they did to Colin Kaepernick, I'm sorry. You you don't get a blip of waiting. You don't get a blip of rating on my TV, on my computer, nothing, nothing. But you know, but you know the thing is, and this is something that I deal with uh, a lot. And I'm one of these guys, and I know Vanessa. Every week she talks about how you know at the end of the day, these people that have who have wronged us or have done wrong things at some point in time, they're going to face judgment day. And I keep saying, look, I want to see it. I'm one of those people. You know, I'm one of these guys that, okay, there's a shell station up the street from me. I would never go to them again because of of an incident that happened there between me and the attendant. But guess what? They're still striving. And I'm like, damn it. You know, so I'm like, how can we, you know, come on. I mean, I'm one of those guys. So at the end of the day, 
you're right. You just have to stick to your principle. And I'm saying they're not going to get my little whatever dollars and cents, but it's not hurting them overall because at the end of the day, they're still making money and they're still up there doing what they need to do. But just to put a bow on this thing, Ms. Kelly, go ahead and give, give us uh, give us a final word on this one, man, before we move on. Well, like I said, man, the FedEx needs to, to own up to what they did, and the bottom line is that these guys need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Prosecute Prosecute them like they like they vote a bro, they, like they broke uh, like they broke a voting law. Prosecute the asses. Prosecute them and and don't let them go. Because I mean, if you're shooting at somebody for delivering a package, what? How did this man try to harm you? What did this man do to to start you? What did this man do to for you to try to protect yourself against them? Because usually when you shoot at somebody, you're protecting yourself against them. So if he did none of that stuff against you and he was just trying to deliver a package and you're shooting at him, then you need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And and, and, and let these and stop letting these people get away with the trash that they get away with. It, it, it's time to vote some of these people out of office and put some people in office that will stand up for what we believe in. That's why we say vote. Vote vote like your life depends on it, because it does. That's well said, Mr. Elias. All right, coming up. Part one of Marietta Music's Corner. You're listening to the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is five minutes after the top of the hour. Hopefully, you guys are having a great Sunday. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Okay. Let's go, let's go, yeah, 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 yeah. Take a deep breath and as I exhale, I wish to be released from my clutches as well. But hooks run deep and even when sleep, my dreams just seem to remind me. My yesterdays aren't really behind me. She'll still reach in and find me. Just to go leave me again. I try to hold on, but she's like the wind. I try to hold on, but I see she pretends. I know they say love someone blindly. But the visual ain't treating me kindly. And I found myself asking Almighty, How much more can one heart take? Can something broken find new ways to break? She was my heaven, but for heaven's sake, I did all I could do to please her. But her heart must have like amnesia. She took my soul as well as my visa. Love like this, I should do it. 
Though she lied to me, I can't do the same. Can't lie to myself and lie in shame. I tell the truth and lie in pain. These beautiful nights we lie in vain. But as I reflect, there's nothing I change. Besides the day she decided to change. Do us away like a shirt with the stain. Now she wears an arm for a brand new man. But it just ain't the same uh-uh. Just doesn't fit right That's what she be saying yeah. Once in a while Guess she'll reminisce Slide the old shirt on And see if it fits Wear it for long Holding that is it I'm Left here alone And again here I sit Looking out the window Feeling like this is Unlucky guy On a really bad trip racial bias by police after they broke up a fight between a pair of teenagers, one black, one white, at a New Jersey mall. A now viral video shows the teens having a heated discussion. The white teen pointing his finger in the face of the black teen, who pushes the white teen's hand away. The white teen then shoves the black teen, and the two begin to tussle. At one point, the white teen tackling the black teen and pinning him to a couch, then throwing him to the ground. When police arrive to break up the fight, a female officer pulls the white teen away and pushes him to the couch without handcuffs. While the other officer presses the black teen to the ground and kneels on his back. The female officer also coming over to kneel on the teen's upper back while they place him, and only him, in handcuffs. Oh, no! Holy Treatment some viewed as unequal, unfair, and racially biased. One bystander exclaiming in surprise as police handcuffed the black teen. Yo, it's because he's black. CNN affiliate WCBS spoke with one of the teens involved, 14-year-old Kai, who asked that his last name not be used. I was con- like confused, like well, why they saw me as a bad person, like I, I, me as a like aggressive. The eighth grader telling CNN affiliate WABC the fight began after he stood up for a friend, a seventh grader, being picked on by the other teen who the station identifies as a high school student. The teen calling the encounter with police scary and frustrating. If they don't know how to treat the situation and deal with the situation equally and fairly, then they shouldn't be able to deal with the situation at all. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy saying, I'm deeply disturbed by what appears to be a racially disparate treatment in the video. We are uh, underscore 
with emphasis that we're committed to increasing the trust between law enforcement on the one hand and the communities they serve on the other. The NAACP New Jersey State Conference calling for the officers involved to be removed from the force pending an investigation and saying despite years of talk about bias training and accountability, when Bridgewater police found two youths fighting, the immediate reaction was to aggressively throw the black child to the ground. At the same time, the white youth was carefully eased onto a couch and treated like a victim. Kai's mother, Ebene, telling WCBS, Maybe they could have broken up the fight and maybe set them aside and called their parents. No cuffs, no aggression. Dealt with them like they were teenagers. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is twelve minutes after the hour. Uh, you're listening to the serious side of the JRL show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's fast. Uh, like I warned you at the top, today's show is heavy because we are looking at issues that are affecting our people, and we're going to talk about them. So now here's another situation where. You know, black kid, white kid fighting. Now, in fairness, the white kid was actually a white Hispanic kid. And in fairness to the kid, the kid said, hey, he said, I didn't think it was fair because they tackled him, but they didn't tackle me. We were both fighting. He said, matter of fact, I even tried. If you go back and look at the video, you can see this. He said, I even tried to, to put my hands up so they can handcuff me, but they refused to do it. It wasn't right. And so, you know, it's a damn shame when the person that you had a disagreement with and you're fighting with and they agree with the fact that you're being mistreated. Well, what does America come to? Let's start the conversation off with you, Jerome. You know, I know sometimes people say that we talk about these things a lot and we say a lot of the same things over and over and over again. But guess what? Because it keeps happening over and over and over again. So, you know what? We're going to address it the way we feel. So, Mr. Uh, Jerome, man, give me your thoughts on this, man. Once again, a situation where, and when you see this, the actions if the lighter-skinned kid, right, was being injured. When they rolled up on the scene, he had that young boy on the couch on top of him. So, once again, here we are, man, in this country, which we call America, dealing with the nonsense that we continue to see each and every day as we continue down this journey, down this path of this thing that we call life, man. What say you? Well, it's simple. What about you? There he is, there he is. Go ahead, man. Sorry, I didn't know. Go ahead. When they show up on this, it is really a case of of race, right? So they're playing in their own fears. And they don't, again, we don't talk about this because everybody acts like, you know, critical race theory and all of that stuff makes white folks feel bad. So they have a, a, a violent react or, or a, a negative reaction to it. But the truth is their biases are kicking in, right? So I don't like even us saying that about them being Hispanic. Just because you speak Spanish don't mean that you're not white. So let's just kind of get that stuff straight, too. Right, they don't see themselves as being a minority, and so some Asian folks don't—they're not black, right? And so we're talking about bias against black people. Don't lump any other minority in with black people because black, all other minorities are not treated like black people. So, you know, it's not—it's not even even or saying somebody's a woman and that's you know that's equivalent to being black. When the police show up, there was one white male and one white female, and they went and nurtured the white kid and jumped on the black kid. 
and the, the white woman actually put her knee kind of on his back, on his shoulder, to kind of hold him down. They didn't learn jack from George Floyd. He wasn't even struggling like that, and they still wanted to handcuff him because the, all they're doing is watching training films and working themselves up with black people and whatever that bias is, and every time they see a black person, they want to go to war. White kids, they don't have that. It reminds them of their own kids or their own family or their cousins or their nephews. So their bias, man, is something that they have to deal with. So I don't I don't even know what to think about that, but all this stuff is hiding in plain sight to all of us. But it's their issue, not ours. Yeah. And again, they you need know, to Jack, sue them mm-hmm. and close them down. Go ahead. Sue them no, I agree with you money. on that. You know how you hurt people, you hit them in the pockets. That gets their attention. You know, Jackie, when we, you know, look and focus on stories like this, and what Jerome said, listen, I, I, listen, I'm duly noted, uh, but you know you're being violated when your enemy is on your side saying, hey, that was wrong. <laughs> uh, they should have threw both of us down. Uh, and keep in mind, now, this all escalated because the kid, the, the Hispanic kid, was he, he's a high school student. And the young man, African-American kid, he was in the eighth grade, and he was taking up for his friend who he felt was being bullied by the high school student. His friend was in the seventh grade. So kudos for him for standing up. But why do we have to take it to this level every time? These are two kids fighting. Kids fight all the time, you know. I mean, you know, I hell, I was in fights, you know, coming through high school. So, I mean, this happens. So why do we have to act as if someone broke the law? And like you said, and like Jerome says all the time, and we've pointed this out on the show, we've seen situations where people have, think about the kid who wouldn't kill all those people at Marjorie Taylor at that school in Florida. They took that kid to Burger King before they took him to jail. When when that dude, Dylan Roof, killed all those people at the, at that church, they walked him out peacefully. He didn't get tackled and, and you know. So, so once again, it's like it's this heavy hand. Anytime something breaks out, whether it's black or white, whether it's black on black, whatever it is, they come in with the full force trying to control the situation when sometimes they just need to take a different approach. That was unnecessary how that whole situation would handle, especially how the black kid was handled. Give me your thoughts on it. Um, you're, you're right. You're very right. When it could have just been properly dealt with and where there, what can you say? Just another, another case. Just another case. Can everybody? You're right. It could have been. It could have been handled way differently. I, I mean, I don't have nothing else to say. I really don't. Yeah, Mister Elias. You know, when we were growing up in high school, you know, come on, dude. We were fighting. You know, I remember you and I. I guess the statute, the limits of. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say yeah. that. Um, limitations still okay. But it's been a long time. I mean, so I mean, come on, man. All I'm going to say is brass knuckles. <laughs> so, so yeah. come on, man. Yeah. I mean, the things that you do as kids, you know, that happens. But once again, why such a heavy hand when it comes to enforcement? But once again, but more importantly, and like we've talked about the whole morning, here we are talking about another story where you can see that 
because of the pigmentation of someone's of someone's skin, they get treated a completely different way. And I'm telling you something. Newsflash, we're going to probably cover another story like this next week because it's happening on a mm-hmm. weekly basis. What say you? Well, you know something, man. I, I did. I watched this story on, and, and they and they put it on my Facebook page because one of my one of my frat brothers put it on there, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is this is just outrageous for them to, to come in, and the first thing they do is they break up the fight and they throw the African American kid to the ground, and then they then they put their knees in his back. And I'm thinking, I, I, why why do we have to keep going through this? And and for somebody to sit there and say, well, we we I don't see race colors, I don't see colors. You all lying. You know, lying and truth ain't in you, because it, it 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 it's been put out there. The police have been targeting us for years, and it's nothing new. It's nothing that 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 we are not accustomed to, but it just gets old, and it, 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 you know, it, it, it's getting to the point where it, it's it, 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 it's reaching a tipping point. I hate to say that, but it is reaching a tipping point to where is that you know you can sit there. You know, you you can listen to these white folks as they speak. You know about you know how 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 the how the, how the Democrats will say um, <laughs> how they'll say uh, defund the police and oh that's a bad thing to say. How could they say that? That's bad messaging. That's this and that. And then you can have the Republican Party come out and say on January sixth that it was like another day. If you hadn't if you hadn't known what was going on, it was just like another walk in the Capitol. And these people killed police officers. They sprayed them with bear spray and did everything else. And it was part of the Republican Party saying, oh, they're getting treated unfairly in jail. You want to talk about bad messaging? You want to talk about bad messaging? It's about race. Call it what it is and stop telling me that it's about something else. Race is playing a big part in it because all those white folks stormed the Capitol. They don't want nothing to happen to them. They're called patriots. They're called patriots, but you let me let Colin Kaepernick stand up for what he for what he believes in, and for for police aggression and police abuse. And he, what is he called? He's called the troublemaker. Get out of here! This is this is the dumbest stuff in the world to me. And, and, and you get tired of dealing with it. At some point in time, you just get tired of it. It is dumb to me for you to sit there and act like this doesn't happen. You're right about it. It's it's just uh, it's amazing to 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 live in this time, during these times. It's really amazing to live during these times. I never thought um, that I would see this. I'm just being honest. I, I never thought that I would see blatant racism play out uh, so prominently uh, every day and every every day on the news. I, I never thought this. I, you know, I grew up in uh, Southern Illinois. And I tell people all the time, you know, I grew up during the 60s. And for me, I didn't see racism. And when I tell you I grew up in a place where, trust me, it's, you know, they could have filmed the movie Mississippi Burning. I mean, it's just one of those towns where it looks just like what you see in some of these Hollywood movies talking about, you know, racial uh, disturbance and tension. Back in the day, tensions back in the day. But I remember playing in the yard, and white people would drive by and wave at us. My granddaddy worked on a white man's farm, and, you know, we would go with him sometimes uh, as he plowed the fields, and the lady would come out and give us lemonade and give us popsicles. And 
all those different things. And the first time I experienced racism, and this is kind of, and this is to my bigger point, and I've told this story on this show before, where every day we would go to Mr. Robinson's grocery at grocers, a little small grocery store. He'd give us free candy and do all these different things, man. Very nice white man. And I remember the day when they started talking about, this is way before it became a holiday, obviously, but, you know, the traction was starting to move on the MLK day, right? And so some people decided that we're going to close our stores anyway because we feel that we need to pay homage to this man. And I remember walking into to his store, me and some friends, and we asked Mr. Robinson, hey, why are you not closed today? And Mr. Robinson, with a big smile on his face, giving us candy, said, I'm not going to close my, my store because of some nigga's birthday. And we were like, <gasps> we were shocked by that. So when you see this stuff every day, and that's a prime, Mr. Robinson is a prime example of, I guess, what we've been living through, right? We've been living through this this thing where people smile in your face, you know, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. But as soon as President Obama became president, all of a sudden, all their fears started to resurface. All of a sudden, uh-oh, here we go. And now that the census are telling us that these, you know, that white folks are going to be in the minority here very, very soon. We're going to see it during all of our lifetimes on this show and throughout the listening audience. What's going to happen then? Tell you what, buckle up. It's going to be a ride. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Draw. Let me give you the final words on this, man, before we step out of here. I want to say white folks are the minority on this planet, and they always have been. So let's just let's just do that and say that now that people have more information and now more things are being revealed, white folks are feeling some kind of way about themselves, hmm. and that has nothing Preach. to do with us. We need to kind of say to them, you you the ones who who don't want to know truth, you don't want to know history. You keep calling hmm. things. Um, um, calling them names or or because of fear. This is all like critical race theory is a fear-based yep. thing. Critical race theory mm-hmm. has nothing to do about um, teaching supremacy one way or another. It's telling the truth about what actually happened. And so since you feel some kind of way about the atrocities that white folks have put everybody else in the world, your issue is to be defensive, cover up, and start lashing out against everybody like a two-year-old. That's what's going on. Hmm, look at that. That's the brother that I call the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree. All right, it is time for part two of Mariana Music's Corner. We'll be back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Plenty of show left. It's the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. We got the spirit, we're hot, we can't be stopped. We got the spirit, we're hot, we can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much.
Welcome back here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side of the J Rock Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Of course, it is time to say hello to our peeps. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Jackie. What's going on, Jackie? How are you? Good morning. I am doing well. Happy Sunday to everyone. Happy Sunday to you as well. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Jerome. How are you doing, sir? Hey, um, I'm doing good, man. You know, I just want to say, was that um, song for Mariana Music Corner, or <laughs> were you dedicating the song to her? I don't know where that, where that song came from. I mean, this is a dope song. I ain't going to say that. But I'm just saying, it came out of nowhere. I want to stop and tell you how I feel about you, babe. I just want to tell you. Oh. This dude here, I'm just saying, Jay trying to macro decide he's selling them. Hey, hey, you know first of all, you stop. You stop this nonsense right now. You know what? I'm not even going to engage in this petty back and forth with you, sir. It felt kind of love American stylish to me. Like, it was kind of. I'm just saying. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, man. I should say that to later. My bad, Jay. All right. No, no, no. No, no, no. You're good, Jerome. That is Sir Jerome, uh, the smartest man in the world. Uh, Good morning to you, too, sir. The man against the first and last word here in the serious side. (laughs) Only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Stop. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Mariana Music. Uh, good morning, uh, Momo B. Uh, and Mariana Music, that first song was by Eric Robertson, and it was called How Could She Do It? And the last one was by Gina Hopinelli saying, I just want stop. Uh, and um, good morning, my brother Harvey. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Well, speaking of Marietta Music, she is in the house this morning. Can't wait to hear from her. Good stuff. Wow. Long time no hear from. Can't wait to hear from her. She is live with us this morning. Also, the pastor's in the place to be. What's going on, pastor? Curtis is in the place to be. Oh, and the pastor looks like he has rendered a decision on the curse word situation. So I can't wait to uh, read those comments during his segment of the show. Uh, Also, what's up to Curtis? Danny, uh, Regina, who else is this? Felicia. Oh, we have our friend Caroline. I'm sorry, Catherine from uh, Canada. I have a lot of people listening. We appreciate you, Ruben. Thank you so much for listening. I want to say what's up to Dee Dee. Good morning, Dee Dee. You know how I feel about you, girl. High fives and fist bumps to you. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Wow. Use that call High number. We appreciate it. To a woman. Okay, works for me. Ah. Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, Miss Nelly, as you know, once again, you're all up in the Kool-Aid and you don't even know what flavor it is. Okay. So, so far, you're stuttering. Stop stuttering, baby. Come on with it. Be real about it. No, no, I'm not stuttering, sir. 
I'm not. You know what? Once again, you and Jerome <laughs> always find ways to try to put a brother on the spot. But that's okay. If you want to hear more of this nonsense, just continue to listen. After this show coming up next is on a need to know basis where they question my blackness. And so don't worry about it, guys. All the brothers out there, I represent. They try every week, but it doesn't work. They fail every week. So if you want to hear more of that, mm-hmm. tune in at the top of the hour. And by the way, Jerome, is there anything you want to give us a little sneak peek on of what's happening during uh, your show that's coming up next after this show? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to have more nonsense. That's how that's going to go down. <laughs> oh, that's what we got there it up. <laughs> there it is. All right. So yeah, tune in. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, it's good stuff. You need to listen. So on a need to know basis with my miss, with my man, Mr. Jerome Spree and Mr. Les. You guys check it out. That's coming up in about thirty minutes. But we have some more work to do right here. Let's get back into it. No one is above the law, um, and that um, I pursue cases based on evidence, based on facts based on an analysis of the law. Now, the politics stop at my door. He will not evade us. He will not stop us from investigating um, into ensuring that individuals, no matter what title they hold, are following the law. That was my girl, Letitia James, the uh, New York State Attorney General, talking about Donald Trump, and I tell you what, boy, what a bad week for the Trumpster. Now, here's the part of the show that brings me joy, talking about how close the law is getting to that ass. They are, I'm telling you, Donald Trump is going to get himself in trouble. Now, I know folks who listen to the show all the time, they says, my goodness, one week you guys are on, one week you guys are off. You're hot, you're cold with this thing. One week you think he's going to jail, one week you think he's going to get away with it. Well, I am back on the he's going to get in trouble and get his behind spanked portion of the show. I'm back on that because I'm telling you, things are starting to come out. A judge has ruled that he has to uh, he has to uh, uh, submit a deposition on a lot of these cases that are going on. Mr. Elias, I think that something is nipping in his tail, bro. And I'm telling you, I'm starting to feel rejuvenated again because as we sit here and speak, you know, what they say about justice it rolls. What, 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 what's the saying about justice? It rolls down the river, or it's just maybe slow. Whatever the saying is, I should have had that ready before I went down that avenue. But I'm here to tell you that I am so hyped right now because Letitia James is getting it done. What say you? Uh, you know something? I don't doubt she's going to get it done, but uh, I don't think that he's going to uh, go to jail, to be honest, man. I don't. Well, I don't think he's I going to jail, to but I that. think he's going to he's going to get close. He's going to be in the parking lot. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm like Vanessa on this one. I I I'm had to agree with my girl Vanessa. They gonna they going they going. He's gonna throw his kids up under the bus before he goes anywhere. <laughs> well, well uh, Trump. That, as long as a Trump goes to jail, I'm fine with that. As long as a Trump <laughs> spends some time behind bars, I don't care which one it is. Wow. Hopefully, yeah, but he's, he's on TJ. Yeah, he's he's gonna throw his he's gonna throw his uh he's gonna throw his kids up under the bus, man. I guarantee, I you almost guarantee that's gonna happen, man. Cause that's that's who he is. That's that's just who he is, man. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, he is. He's know. a joke. Now, Jerome, you're you, you know that's uh you know you kind of hang out in that region of the country. Now, you said something a couple of weeks back that that kind of shook me to my core when you talked about there's a possibility that Letitia James may lose uh, in her reelection bid. Uh, I'm hoping 
that you have some better news on that front because, you know, she's not backing down. And the Trump people are starting to get concerned about it because every time they get an opportunity, TV, crying about how this is a witch hunt and the fact that they, you know, Donald Trump released some paper. He released a statement the other day because, you know, everyone knows that his accounting firm is saying, look here, uh, you can no longer trust the information that we put out about his monies. And when people do that, that means they're getting off the, the bandwagon. They're saying, look, we're going to get off because, you know, the ship is about to sink and we ain't trying to get caught up in none of that stuff. So, hey, listen to what we're saying. None of the things that we wrote are really true. And so Trump comes back and tries to prove his point by contradicting things that he had said prior. Because he played the, oh, I don't know, I'm just in charge. I'm just a figurehead. I don't know what they're doing. But then all of a sudden, when he rebutted, when his rebuttal to the reason why his that firm is no longer representing him, he went back and in detail, Jerome explained certain situations that he first pleaded the fifth on that he didn't know anything about. As he continues to talk, he finds himself getting in that web of lies. He's getting in trouble, bro. So give us some good news. What's happening with Letitia James? Is she going to survive this, and will she put the hammer to the nails on this clown? Well, you know, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, she, you know, a lot of people are happy about this, but, again, we are dealing in the same world that, you know, you can't convict a cop for jack squat, right? People empathy for white folks hits a different hits a different vibration when it really comes down to it. And a lot of white folks are gonna be like, we should just move on from Trump but then they'll let him run for re election. Right? People think the Mueller stuff was old. Mueller did not cover half of the stuff because he said it's up to the Justice Department. You have the people the DA in Atlanta trying to get those guys in for depositions where the Justice Department should have kicked kicked in already because it has something to do with interstate um, influence. Like somebody, it's like a mob movie. Trump calls somebody in Georgia, asks them to do something. They do something. The federal should have kicked in. If you don't hear anything from the Justice Department, and I mean Biden's Justice Department, Merrick Garland, then nothing is to be done. You cannot keep letting the states prosecute by themselves when the federal should be kicking in as well. So New York State is going to process or prosecute as far as they can, but they're breaking federal law too. And there's something to be said about everybody who's remaining quiet. And then you're going to have people like Nancy Pelosi and Schumer saying we should move on. That is holding down status quo. So Letitia James is on an island, and since she has to run statewide in New York State, which is a conservative Democratic state, it's still conservative. And pretty racist and oppressive at at that wow. level, and you have to remember New York State is a huge state. Don't think that it's New York City. We're talking again. Right. Adirondack Park has the the four largest national parks. I'm um, Grand Canyon, Yosemite. All of them can fit in Adirondack Park in New York State. New York State's a big oh, state. Oh wow! I didn't know that. So wow. So we're talking about rural. Um, folks, and we're talking about people who are kind of, um, you know, outside of the city are conservative. Right. So she does have a problem. She's going to have a problem. And even though it's Democrat, it's still conservative. And we have just as many militia up in this piece 
as we have, you know, the Wiesenthal Center who tracks hate groups. There's a ton around here. You can live off the grid in New York State pretty doggone easy. Wow. So, yeah. And New York wow. State's a dairy state. Like, people believe that we are, since we're the financial capital, that New York State, our GDP in New York State, our state fair is pretty much uh, dairy. You know, it's where yogurt and, you know, New York State ap- apples and grapes. We right. are, we're a dairy state. In the bigger wow. picture, yeah, a different impression in New York, right? Wow, I tell you what, you didn't help with that. That's for sure. Uh, thank you very much. I, I, I mean, I did yeah. not know. I mean, look, thank you for all the uh, information about being a dairy state and the, you know, the whole national park thing. That was great, but you didn't help me. You know, you just, uh, you just really put me well, back to where I was before the, the show started. Of, you're talking about the prosecution of a white man in a conservative state. You, that's yeah, what we're right. talking about. So no matter what those mm-hmm. guys do, Ivanka should have had her butt in jail a long time ago, let alone Eric. And um, I was going to say, because he's kind of the slow one, saying that live makes fun of him. But <laughs> Donald Jr. and Eric, <laughs> those guys should have been in jail. They should have been in jail. So what they do is they just delay and delay and delay until they buy themselves enough time to get somebody who's friendly who lets them off the hook. But just like New York State Supreme Court just ruled this week, is that yeah. they have to give depositions. Trump needs to be right. deposed. Ivanka, all of them need to be deposed. You cannot run past New York State. You know what they want to do? They want to go to Supreme Court, whereas this is the party of states' rights, and we don't want federal intervention. It's only for their benefits. White folks will change the rules when it benefits them. So there you, you have, have it. Tell us. You don't have to tell us. Look at the uh, Supreme Court. I mean, you know, they'll change all types of, you know, rules or, you know, you know, or they'll change the way things are done you know, normally. I mean, they'll just do what they need to do to get what they want. It's just amazing that uh, you watch how all this breaks out, you know. You don't want to wear a mask. But you want to tell women that they can't have abortions. Don't get me started with that, because, you know, I've always said that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. You're right about that, you know. And that irks me to no end. You know, you, you don't want to tell you don't want to tell women what to do with their bodies. You don't want to tell – you don't want Americans, like you said, Jerome, oh, we can't tell Americans what to do. That's their freedoms. But you want to tell women what to do with their bodies. They're hypocrites, man. And uh, But guess what? Guess what? There's a possibility that they will be back in power, uh, and that's a shame. What does that say about this country? Mm-hmm. So let me give you the last word, man. This is, you know, I just thought about that, how the polls are saying that, you know, it looks like the Republicans will take over the House and, and the Senate. So America is going to give, this, give the, the, the political, the people who put us in this situation, they're going to put them back in power. At least that's what it looks like. Give me your, your final word on this, Mr. Elias. Well, let's call it what it is. The Republican Party cannot win without cheating. That's why they have to gerrymander districts. That's why they have to uh, uh, put new rules in place about voting, even though there was no cheating. And, and, and the Trump, Trump administration said that this is one of the most fair elections that was ever run. But what do they do? They, yep. put, they put stuff in place to stop us from voting. They, the only way that Trump, the Republican Party can ever win an election is to cheat. They cannot win a, 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 an election. And they can sit there and say they can. But if they did stop the jury managing, 
stop the stop the the stuff that you're trying to do in Georgia, where if you give somebody a drink of water or some food because you shut down all the polling places to one place for millions of people, that you you know you're gonna go to jail. What kind of crap is that? This is just nonsense, man. It is. It's nonsense, and it's, it's, it's something that they need to be arrested for. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. All right, it is time for an NPR news update. Pastor Steve, state your case. We have some interesting comments there. And our final thoughts are coming up next. And we're only, I tell you, 13 minutes away from on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree and Mr. LES. Keep it right here. Don't go anywhere. The Winter Olympics are coming to an end. The closing ceremony underway in Beijing. Earlier in the day, U.S. cross-country skier Jesse Diggins won the last American medal of the Games, and it was historic. Diggins' silver in the women's 30-kilometer race was the first medal for a non-European athlete in that event. Here's Imperist Tom Goldman in Beijing. Jesse Diggins' history-making race appeared to come at a steep price. After crossing the finish line, she collapsed and spent several minutes on the ground before being helped to her feet. The roughly hour-and-a-half race was grueling enough in bitterly cold and windy conditions, but Diggins said she also had food poisoning the day before, and her legs were cramping the last half of the race. She said it was one of the hardest things she's ever done. My goal was just to cross the finish line with nothing left. That's always the goal, and I did that today. Diggins was one of the U.S. stars of the last Winter Olympics with her gold medal in the team sprint. In China, she won today's silver and an earlier bronze medal. Norwegian Therese Johag won today's race, her third individual gold of the Games. Tom Goldman, NPR News, Beijing. The crew aboard the International Space Station expecting a visitor early tomorrow morning. Three, two, one. We have engine ignition. Yep. And off. The Cygnus spacecraft launched this weekend from NASA's Wallops Island Flight Facility in Virginia. It's carrying some 8,300 pounds of supplies for the orbiting outpost. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. The news is about more than what just happened. You need to know why it happened, who made it happen, how it's felt in the communities you care about. NPR's daily news podcast, Consider This, gives you all of that with context, backstory, and analysis on a single topic every weekday. It's not just information, it's what the news means. Consider This from NPR. All right, folks, it is time for Pastor Steve State Your Case, where we uh, read comments from our world-famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Mr. LES, man, what do you have to add to the conversation this morning? I got Covina, man, where he says, after Floyd and our various murder convictions, Fox News has been hyping white people up for revenge. That's why you see so many news stories of more violence against black men. All right, so let's see here. Let me uh, now, let me read some here. Pastor Steve. All right, here we go. He says, peace and blessings, family. What a powerful show. Now on to the great debate. The word as is one of those words that has a dual purpose. (laughs) So it depends on its use, whether it's a curse word or not. It is safe to say each time Mr. Elias uses the word, we will hear ching-ching in the cuss can. Stelius, I love you, bro. Y'all have a blessed Sunday. <laughs> That's true, Pastor. <laughs> I agree. All right. The lady of the hour is in the house. Marietta Music says, hi, my family. I decided to check in live from Paradise. 
where is paradise? She said, uh, I miss being here every Sunday, but due to the difference in time zones, I would never get any sleep. But I do listen every week, and I love the shout-outs from my boys. I love y'all, and I hope Jay shares my work with you guys. Mariana Music, yes. where are yes. you? Thank you. And I Thank you. What, Basilio? Thank you. Jay, Jay shared it with us, and thank you, my dear. Thank you. All I can say is thank you. What are you thanking her for, Miss Elias? For sharing her work with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She shared I shared it with, it with you. Sorry, I, I'm sorry, Jerome. I, Jerome, I didn't, I didn't send it to Jerome, but um, yeah. my apologies, well, I, sir. I knew, I, knew, I knew you'd be hating, Jay, so I won't say that. That's why I called <laughs> you out on this song. Time check us on stuff, so I'm gonna be quiet right now and just give the girl a shout out and say, Hey, you know, oh, that's all I'm wow! Oh, I'm wow! Saying, okay, hey. there it is. I was not hating Jerome. I have an excuse for this, I promise you, and I'll explain okay. it uh, during my little brief time on your show. Thank you very much. All right, Jonathan okay. from the DMV says, Good morning. I'm a first time listener, and I have to admit, I've not heard any show like this. Okay, raw but yet organized rage. That was it, me. Uh, I will continue to listen to this controversial but yet satisfying broadcast. What the hell about? was that? Uh, yeah, what, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> he says, but yet satisfying broadcast. I have no idea. I uh, appreciate you listening, I guess. All right, Frankie, our guy, you know who this guy is. He's starting to become a regular around. He says, great show, guys. My prediction is by the end of the year, the cuss can will at least be at, least be at two, $100. He says, y'all taking the over or under? Uh, okay. I'm going. Well, I don't know. I'm Let going me over. think about it. For, I'm going over. You're going over? Trust you're taking me, over? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, and that's the guy who's going to be the biggest contributor, so I'm going to over, too. So there you go. He says, by the way, my math tells he said, my math tells me that the current cost is at 1550 Dude, what is wrong with you? Uh, let's see. Uh, he's... Actually, you're wrong. Is it fifteen twenty-five? So you know what that means. All right, thank you, brother. Uh, and um, yeah, we don't have time for more. We have to go. All right, <laughs> whatever. All right, so we're seventy-five cents away from rounding off to a nice, clean number. Everyone knows how I feel about that. But you guys know what time it is around here. Hey, look, man, the no-hitter was gone a long time ago, so so what? I threw one in the dirt. So what, Miss Elias? So what? (laughs) So what, Miss Elias? So so I threw a wild pitch. You know, the no-hitter was gone a long time ago. All right. It is time for our final thoughts, and ladies are first around here. So, uh, Jackie, final thoughts. Well, another great show. Usual. Uh, what can I say? I mean, listen to Jerome and what he talks about all the time as far as, you know, certain things are the, the issues of the other side of white people. You know, I mean, other, other than try to, <laughs> other than to try to, change our color, what do you want us to do? I mean, 
see like what you asked? Mm. The past game a couple of weeks ago, like what's the deal? What, what's really easy? And maybe that's the, the question that they really need to uh, examine. Really, past pass the play between past. No, here it is, 2022. No, what's really easy? Black people. Let me re- reiterate. This okay. Happening. This is happening. Look, look, I'm all for, you know, doing what we can, you know, to get along. But y'all know, are y'all really checking your your people? Are you are you really check checking yourself, checking your people? Are you really doing that? There's a certain thing, you know, it's what you're gonna say in the end. It's not our issue. All right. Well, Jackie, we, we're having we're having some issues with your your audio. We were trying to make out. Yeah. Well, it's 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 kind of coming in. It's not good. But, but anyway, we got to adjust to what you were saying. Appreciate you being with us uh, this morning, as always. All right, man, Jerome, man, give me your uh, final thoughts, brother. Oh, you know what? I don't really have any. I just want to say um, tune in in the next few minutes, and I will give it to Vanessa and at Ms. LES. I'll give them some more time. All right. Well, Mr. LES, man, he has passed the baton to you. You have the final leg. Man, give me your final thoughts. Well, folks, look, you know, we're at that point where right now that all these clowns that, that, that rush the Capitol are, are running for office. So if you know that these are the clowns that rushed the Capitol and voted, uh, are, are trying to get it vote, voted in the office, don't vote for them. Do your homework. Be diligent. Know who these people are that you're voting for. Just don't go in the voting booth and pull the lever and say, okay, this is who I'm or push the button. This is who I'm going to vote for. Know who you're voting for. Do your homework. Know who's running for office. And then go in and vote for the right person. Because if you don't, guess what? We'll have an autocracy if you don't do it right. So get out and vote, folks. Stop these clowns, you know. And and and, and you know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty apparent that Mansion and Cinema are not going to do anything about the Voting Rights Act. So we don't have to do this on our own. So get in there and vote these clowns out of office. Get them out. I appreciate that, Mr. Elias. Good stuff as always. Uh, my final thoughts are, you know, I'm still amazed at some of the things that I see that goes on in this country on a day-to-day basis. You know, we tell people we should love each other and love one another. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is you still have the nonsense that you see every day right here dealing with people that don't look like us. It is something that is disturbing. It is something that really hurts me to my core. And the bottom line is, is, you know, I used to always say, man, I have some great, great friends. I don't care what color you are. At least I did before. But now I'm really starting to question that. I'm starting to think, my goodness, are you that guy? Are you the Mr. Robinson? Are you the guy that would smile on my face and invite me over to your house for wine only to call me the N-word behind my back? I mean, we live in a country in which those things are possible. And to get up every day to go to work, to get up every day to try to provide for your family, to get up every day and just try to live your life, whether you're religious or whether you're not, it really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, God dang it, we should be able to live our lives free of nonsense, and we shouldn't be judged based on the color of our skin. 
judge me on my character. Don't judge me based on how I look. That is just so unfair because I cannot change that. Neither can you. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. Stay safe. Uh, trust in God and, you know, make sure you take care of your family. So for Jerome, for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Ross saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit and Mr. Elias. Stay safe, y'all. We'll see you next week. Dazzles on election night in a Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it is time for all the need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. All right, Jerome, brother, what's going on this week, my man? All right, you know, I know I have a lot of catching up to do um, because although you don't know this, Jay, but I was actually on the show last week. I just wanted you to oh, know wow. that. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was there. I listened to the whole show. Oh. But um, anyway, so just because I wasn't there, I was I was technically there, but I will go through that a little bit later. And um, I forgot, what, is, what was it that you were saving for this part of the show? You said you, was it Marianne Music? What was it? Well, were... yeah, it was that. It was that. You, you, you know, you act like I was trying. I was hey, Listen, man, I was in a conversation. I sent Mr. Elias that stuff while I was at work. I was sitting in there. I was sitting there. Oh, man. And I came across it. I said, oh, let me just shoot it to him real quick. It wasn't no ill intent, Mr. Jerome Esprit. <laughs> and Mr. Elias said he well, was going to forward it to you. So there you go, sir. And, and so there you did. go. Now, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> said you shared, I said that you didn't share. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, well, Marianne, did, you know, because your mom is listening, we're fighting over you all the time, but there's just nothing but love between all of us. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, <get> depression. <laughs> we are fighting over you for real, but we ain't fighting over you, you know what I mean? I just want to tell you, that is nothing but well, love. Well, yeah, and let, and let me say this. It's, it's straight up love. When I tell you, good, googly moogly, you know, hey, wow. That's all I can say is wow, 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 wow. That's all I can say. Uh-huh. See, see, I can't mm-hmm. mute him. I'm going to tell you for the record, I can't mute Jake when he does that. So, again. Wow. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'll mute myself. I'm going to send her comments to, uh, to LES because let LES do them. And I'm, I know you were I know you were listening to the show in the archives, but we were a little stressing when we didn't hear from you, so I'm glad that's you're true. okay. Yeah, that's and, for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, and good luck with what you're doing. Now, Ellie Jay, since I missed it, I'm gonna actually give a couple of unconfirmed black history, but I'm gonna have to do some black history as well. But first cool. things first, I know I'm keeping yes. you on the show a little longer than you used to be on here, but we still have to do our movies for the culture because, you know, as we started <laughs> off, we can't let this go. Every week, we'll select a movie so that Jay stays tight with the culture. 
So we need to make sure Jay is up to date on stuff when he needs yeah. to uh, refer to yeah. So Yeah, okay, yeah it's so, not working either because I'm on it. That's right, buddy. I'm on okay, it. Well, we, we, yeah. Hey, look. I, got, I, I got one for him. I got a couple for him, but I, I, I you know, I got okay. one or two no. for him. Wait a minute, since Jay tried to blow us out of the water, Elias, we're going to give him... about their politics. <laughs> <laughs> so, check this out. We're going to give Jay um, two. Oh. We, I want you to give him two, and I'm going to give him two. Since he thinks he's the... Okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. See, see, y'all change, no. see, see, this is what y'all do. Y'all we're not, change we're the, not rules. the rules. We want to start talking noise. Like, we need to stomp you. We're not trying to stomp you. <laughs> We're trying to put you up at the level that everybody else is. That's all we try to do. Okay, we're fine. Fine, out. Jerome. This is going to backfire, okay. too. This is going to backfire. This is going to backfire. Go ahead. It's going to backfire. <laughs> so here we go. It's going to backfire. So, so, since, all right, I'm just going to catch the audience up to speed. So, okay, so we ran past the match, which weighs up um, uh, Truck Turner, Sparkle, Penitentiary 1 and 2, Sounder, TNT Jackson, Bustin' Loose, Lead Belly, mm-hmm. Cornbread, yeah. Maryland B, The yeah. Wiz, I think is where we stop. So, LES, give Jay his cultural movie that he needs to stay tight with his people with. What movie do he need yeah. to watch? Tru- Trouble Man. Did you see, have you seen Trouble Man? Hold on, Mr. LES. Uh, can I, um, may I ask a question? Can it be used in a sentence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's not just me. Okay, let me ask you something. What what year was this, Mr. Elias? Trouble? No, don't quiz, Elias. We're just saying. No, oh, I didn't say that because y'all cheating. Y'all cheating. Y'all cheating. This is supposed to be like 70s old stuff. You bring it up. No, Mr. Elias, I haven't watched Trouble Man. Have okay. you seen it, Jerome? Yeah, I have not seen that movie. I know I have. Oh, I have. wait a minute. So, Jerome, you have? No, I haven't seen it. Trouble no. Man was not, oh, there. Trouble okay, Man was there you go. Seventy-two, Jay. 72, okay, well, then, guess what? Right. Well, I don't feel bad because I'm in the company. I am in the company of the smartest man in the world. So no, I have not watched it. Neither has Jerome. <laughs> now, how about that? This ain't working. Yeah, this ain't working. What's the next movie, Mr. Elias? Elias, look. What's Jay wanted. They want to take somebody else down with them. I can see where this is going. <laughs> They's like, I'm taking nope, it no, okay. no, 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 it ain't working. So Jerome hasn't watched it either. Okay. So I don't feel bad. So I will definitely watch it as long as Jerome promises to watch it as well. Okay, I, I'm with you. Go ahead, Elias. Okay. There you okay, go. what about what about Willie Dynamite? Willie Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. I never I, I never heard of Willie Dynamite. Oh, my God. It's oh. A, it's about a sucker social worker that tries to tell a pimp, turn a pimp uh, to a straight cat. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay. You set this phone. Will it dynamite? All right, no problem. Will it dynamite? Jerome, have you seen this movie? Oh, he saw yes, it? Okay. I have. I, you got my me. My cousin. You got uh, me. I'll tell you, my cousin <laughs> had all of that stuff. They was like, you ain't seen this? Yeah, so, yeah. I, you I got ran me. across You got me. Okay, now, you got me. I was going I was gonna be easy on you, Jay. I'm gonna yes. be easy. I wanted yes. to know if you've seen Black Belt Jones. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, See, I have, I was, brother. Okay. Yeah. Black Thank you, Jerome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, since since you just wanted to limit it to the '70s, I still want to say there are movies in Black culture that you should watch that was later, like 
low down dirty shame. Like I think you. Oh yeah, man, come still, on. Yeah, I saw that. For you younger kids, no, I'm saying for the younger kids, just in case oh. they want to play along, they need to know what that movie is too. Shame. That's for the Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, hey, like, hey. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Thank you, Jerome. Matter of fact, I should form my alliance with you than that other dude because he'd be trying. See, you're doing it the right way. You're naming names. You're not trying to do the gotcha. Mr. Elliott is a gotcha. Stop it, man. Stop it. Stop it. It's gotcha. You're for my gotcha, Mr. Elliott. Okay, so Jerome hasn't movie. seen it. So what does that say about Jerome Blackness? He didn't see that first movie. Hey, what does okay. it say about him? I didn't know. Look, don't don't you worry about Jerome's blackness. It'll come out anytime. <laughs> <laughs> anytime you step across that line. I don't think you ain't seen the Mac. Yet, no big question. You ain't seen the Mac. So hey, it's like you didn't. You ain't seen like the Mac. Because mm-hmm. when you have other movies referring to the Mac, then you gotta you gotta see it. Because Friday's a classic. Oh, you got you know it. what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right, you so got that, it. You those got are a little bit different. So that, that was my only one for today. I was going to throw in, I'm going to throw in a new school one for the younger folks as we go. So my Black Belt Jones was in there for the 70s and Low Down Dirty Shame happened for the 90s, right? So yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, don't think we don't have none from the 80s, too. So we do have some some movies, but we're just, we're just bringing Jay up to speed. So thank we got a year of them to do. All right. Well, thank you. Right, thank so, you so much, sir. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And thank you nope, for making nope, me black again. Hold on. Oh, I'm not going nowhere. Okay. All right. I'm here. Nope. Nope. Yes. I know. Again, I was missing. So I'm going to give you a uh, little known, uh, unconfirmed black history since we're in Black History oh. Month. Yes. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. So, all right. So in the mid-70s, it was closer to like 74-ish. There's this yeah. high spade game going on at Loretta's house, right? <laughs> Her family get-togethers yeah. was always something to talk about. So Loretta's brothers, Junior and John, have been yeah. arguing since birth. You know how that goes, right? Like yes. when people in the same house. So this Thanksgiving, they were on the same team. And after a couple of bad hands, Junior said, this next hand, we run into Boston, Right. Now, if you're not yeah. black and don't know what that is, just follow along in the story. So, <laughs> as the game progressed, John kept saying, who got it? And Junior would reply, I got it. You know how we do when we talk a noise in the, in the game, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, down, right down to the last book, their cousin Aaron, who was playing against them, kept saying, Junior's wrong, he don't have it. And that's when John made history by saying to his brother, show you're right. And he slammed the big joke on the table and did the little joke in your box. Thank you very much. Good night. That was, yeah. That's all happened. In a spade. Somebody had the big wow. joke. Yep. That's oh, no. So you're right. Oh, no, man. you're right. Yep. Later on, we made. Hey. Later on to be made famous in a Barry White song, but show you right it's still <laughs> That's right, I forgot all about that, uh huh. I still got hey, some blackness I, left inside yeah, my veins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barry White found that out a little bit later. So there you have it. I'm just, I'm just gonna put that out there. All right. All right, so fellas. Okay. Do y'all thing. Appreciate you. Hey, anytime, bro. All right. All right. <laughs>
So, you know, so that was our unconfirmed Black History Month. Since we're in Black History Month and I have missed those, I am not going to give you the conventional Black History because, you know, during Black History Month, we like to say black people, the first black person that does this or the first black person that does that. That's not how I do black history. Black history goes the first person that was black or first person that did this was black. So in this case, this is John Dove, a businessman, engineer, and um, innovator. He was a NATO tech advisor, held six patents, and a citizen ambassador um, to, um, to NATO. If it was not for him, we would not have the compact disc, the compact disc um, player, video disc, um, optical wow. amplifier, fiber optics. We wouldn't have none of that. Wow. And I actually know John Dove. He passed in 2003. Very smart mm. physicist. And most people don't even know. And even as I watch this, it almost drives me nuts because I actually know him. Um, that Sony, when they first came out with PCs, and just remember CD-ROM technology, Sony, IBM, all of those guys would not pay this man for his patent. They put really? it in an escrow account and didn't know. Nope. I asked them about what? that because they wouldn't pay him. Because he was taken, and I, I, I'll only tell this because he is passed, because he, I, it was just the two of us. And, you know, I am always curious about how black people are treated when we have innovation. So I wanted to know how was he treated. J. Edgar Hoover, he invented this technology in 1968. J. Edgar Hoover dragged him to D.C., put him under the hot lights, and asked him what country did he work for. Because a black wow. man was able to put hmm. up uh, um, a million bytes of information on a pinhead. That's why our technology is where it is today is because that black man created this. So when he went to the patent office to get his patent, the head of the patent office challenged him in court. And it went like this. The head of the patent office told the judge, we do not want to give him a patent because he would have exclusive rights to the technology. Wow. And the judge said, that's what a patent is, and gave him his patent. So John Dove is the man that we have to thank for having all of this memory um, and technology in these very small devices, for, as far as your cell phone, laser light technology. He told me five things that he was working on, and he swore me to secrecy at that time. But I'll tell you right now, he had a patent on them, and I guess they're probably stolen by now, just like Tesla. But, wow, really? Yeah. Yep. So he served as a technical advisor for uh, for NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. He spoke fluent Dutch, German, French, and Spanish. He's a great, great guy. And funny, funny. You think a, a physicist like that would not, you know, would be very rigid, but very cool people. So, you know, shout out to Mr. Dove and, you know, his... If you want to go see more information on him, by the way, johndove.org. I did not design the site. I had designed the original one, but um, his his family is maintaining his legacy. So shout out to the family. But John Dove, usually when we do Black History Facts, we don't really go into details. But in this case, 
just because it is still, like in our history books, even black history stuff, they never even mention him because most people don't know. That's where it came from. And by the way. Wow, that's Dr. crazy. That is nuts. Yep. Dr. Gladys West, black woman, invented the GPS technology as well. Like, here's what I want to do, Elias. Now, I think I was telling a couple of friends of mine this. It, everybody thinks it's a great idea. But, you know, there should be a movie that has, I mean, even if it's a cartoon, that shows inventions from black folks in black households and the ones that they didn't create in white households. Wouldn't that be cool? Because then you would see the <laughs> yes, stuff. Yes, they would. I'd love that. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. white folks wouldn't have no doorknobs. They wouldn't have <laughs> toilet paper holders. They wouldn't have mm-hmm. a working toilet. They wouldn't have, mm-hmm. like, all of these things. Oh, uh, an they iron board. They wouldn't they have, would have bulbs light bulbs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? They would still have kerosene lamps, but that would be actually funny, right? They wouldn't have, like, you would call mm-hmm. your white friend, and um, they would answer the phone, but their phone would be rotary because the black people had touch tones <laughs> and color ID and mm-hmm. call waiting. Because black yep. people, I think that is literally what we need to do. But according to Republican people, that's, Probably critical race theory. <laughs> right? like, yeah, of course I it is. Tell but yes, <laughs> but I think that would be something that they should do during Black History because people think mm-hmm. that we're always talking about, you know, it was the first black person to ride a bike. Like, you know, white folks did stuff first. We have all of these things that we created that did not exist, mm. like an elevator, right? Alexander mm. Miles has the patent on the elevator. White folks who take the stairs. <laughs> the black people yep. get on elevators. You know what I mean? I'm just yep. saying that's that's the only way that we can show it. That um, yep. doing Black History Month is the only you know the only time that we actually talk about it. But the truth is, there are a lot of things that we use daily that people just don't um, think about. Now, exactly. one that I'm always squeamish, one that I'm always squeamish about about mentioning, but. I don't know if people know, I think I, I may have mentioned this, but, you know, sanitary napkins for women. Someone yeah, asked me was, what people was, do mm-hmm. before then. And I said, yeah, they use cloth. Mm-hmm. But black women didn't give her a patent for 30 years. But black women did. All right. Now, did you see um, Did you see the Super Bowl performance? Yes, I did. Dre, mm-hmm. uh, what did, yep, what did, did you think about that? Yeah, I thought it was nice, man. I thought it was awesome, to be honest. You yeah. know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know you if know. you guys talked about that. Is, is Jay, is Jay still here? Jay, you still here? Because I, 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 when I saw that and I saw all of the inner, the um, social media stuff where people were oh. criticized speaking and stuff, I was, I wanted to know mm-hmm. what you guys thought about that. I only had one problem with it. It us. was too short. It was too short. Yeah, that was it. It's been there a lot so much but you, 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 you only got yeah. you only got so many so many minutes. You got to do it with. I understand that. But I was I was up to be honest. I was like, yeah, man, that that, that brought back some memories, man. Yeah, and now, it would have been cold if they'd have brought the Tupac hologram out. That'd have been oh, that just, that'd just <laughs> tore it up, man. Pop back out. Oh, it tore it up. Yep. Yeah. That'd have yeah, so, you know, on social media, though, it, it did cause fans to be emotional that his return, because, you know, J- 
Dre was intensive in intensive care last year. He most people don't realize was that he, had, he suffered. Yes, he almost died. He had a brain aneurysm. Really? January 2021, really? before he underwent, um, he, he was undergoing surgery to stop the bleeding and to prevent another one for occurring. Um, uh, and then that came right, and then his divorce came right after that. But he was still wow. in the hospital. I remember when he was going through his divorce. He almost died last year. Mm. So, you wow. know, a lot of the viewers, you know, flooded with, you know, saying, you know, how legendary that he was, you know, and they were so close to losing him for his health battles. But so mm. it's really kind of dope in that sense. And if you don't know, Andre Young or Dr. Dre had a $13 million budget for the Super Bowl, but he put in $7 mm-hmm. million of his own money out of his own pocket. Mm. Really? Yep. Now, most people don't know that do you know they don't pay you for Super Super Bowl halftime shows? They I don't. The weekend, nope. I think the weekend put in seven million dollars to do his. Yeah, the hmm. record companies do. They use it as promotion. That's how cheap the Super Bowl is. They're like hmm. you. So people who used to do the Super Bowl are promoting a new album or they're promoting something. So they don't pay you to do the Super Bowl halftime show. You pay hmm. for that. Yeah, yeah. which means. You never see me doing no Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Really? Now, you know what's also dope about that? Um, the, the Okay, of course, the NFL is debating this, but they were telling them what songs that they, or what things that they shouldn't say. But when Dre sung his song, still G-R-E, he still said, um, still effing with the beats and still not loving police he still said that mm-hmm. he, he didn't right. curse but he did say that but they thought that he would you know black out the police stuff in there i don't know why people are so squeamish about black people saying what they say about the police when police keep killing black yeah. people <laughs> y'all, y'all can't say that though. what about january 6th when they stormed the capitol and beat the police right. down and spread right. with bear spray, and they got one of, them, one of them's dead. I don't want to commit suicide. But that's okay. It's okay for them yeah. to do that. They just don't want us saying nothing. Right. right. Yep. But Eminem did take a, a knee doing that performance as well. And mm-hmm. you know, they turned the camera off of him, too. The people yeah. in the stadium, the news stories after, had pictures of him. him man. Yep. But during the I live like, broadcast, they wouldn't show him. Mm. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know why did why did they why did they drag Eminem for for doing that, man? Well, they didn't really listen. They didn't really drag him because technically, that that whole thing was as the only white person on the stage. I guess that it's like he did it, but they didn't really. I don't think they really went at him for it because it was him. Let all let the black folks do it. They would have lost their mind. Mm-hmm. So Dre said that they didn't have a lot of restrictions on them, but there were stories that said that they didn't want them to do any gestures. The NFL wants black people to watch the NFL. They want black people to play in the NFL, but they don't want you to be black and be in the NFL. You can't say nothing mm-hmm. that has to do with cultural stuff. So, 
yeah that's pretty much where that went so anyway yeah i just wanted to make sure i covered that because we didn't cover the the super bowl but it was it was a it was a good halftime show and like you said they didn't have a, a long enough time to even go through the catalog but really. it was it was a good staple for um the fact that hip-hop is mainstream now but back then it really wasn't so even though everybody heard those songs or whatever they're classics but you know there were they no hip-hop artist would have ever been at the super bowl at that time not in the 80s or 90s <laughs> like none of them what the people talking about well they should have put a country song or a singer up there i was like are you kidding me Right. So what they were yeah. saying is that they should have had somebody white up there. Yeah. Like, basically, yeah. Yeah. Underground coded messages don't sit with me like that. So I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, you're on your own. All right. Now I, I guess I I'll go our first news stories. You know, you know, Michigan, Michigan, Michelin has created an airless tire. For the Chevy Bolt, the electric cars, um, mm. they said it'll be on there in the next three to five years. But the design includes like, um, you know, just a flexible airless um, tire. Now, again, mm. I guess they're saying they're set to revolutionize the, the automobile industry by releasing the airless tire. But the trick, the truth is, I don't think it's going to make it to market. Because think I, about I, and all these tire companies. Man, look, I would be scared to ride that sucker, especially where I live at, man, <laughs> with all these damn potholes, man. Oh, man, Ooh, don't get Lord. me started on potholes. You really? know, before the show today, I was outside shoveling. So I'm telling you, when you have plows and whatever, you get potholes during the winter that will tear your car up. Mm-hmm. I did one about a week about a week ago, it it almost it it almost tore my heart from my chest. I was like, "What the heck was that?" You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Please. So, yeah. So, not having air in your tire might just uh, you know, you hit a pothole, have a spinal issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, watching videos, TV, or browsing the internet before bed will not harm your sleep as long as you stick with. Uh, what they're saying, less than an hour of screen use, according to experts, I guess is what they're saying, according to some survey. So they said using technology to read articles or to watch YouTube videos before bed will not negatively affect your sleep. That's from um, Delaware. It's a uh, uh, University of Delaware, I guess, saying that, that as long as you stick to just an hour use before bed, it doesn't affect you. I'm going to tell you this. It doesn't affect me anyway. I sleep with the TV. (laughs) 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 Now, a record 104,000 Americans died of drug overdoses during the last 12-month period from September 2020 to 2021. That's a 15% jump from the previous year. That's according to the CDC. And it is the most ever for the country during a single 12-month period. Suicide Mm. or drug overdose death. Really? Yep. So, the, but they're saying COVID survivors are up to forty percent more likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, or misuse drugs, according to a new study that also just came out. 
They said the growing body of research has linked beating um, a COVID infection to health problems such as fatigue and brain fog, but now the U.S. study is linked to severe um, mental health problems. So that should tell you, don't get COVID talking about it's a, it's like the chicken pox and I can get COVID and be okay. People are having problems after they get COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's not about just getting COVID. It's the lasting effects of COVID that might be the problem. So mm-hmm. um, now around 73% of Americans are immune to the Omicron variant. And the White House officials are, are saying that the U.S. is n- near a point that COVID isn't a crisis. So the daily cases are down 42% over last week, and deaths have dropped 8%. So an analysis has found that the 73% of Americans now have immunity to the Omicron variant, not to COVID, but to that variant. So they said it's between those who have received COVID booster shots and the other who has been previously affected. 73% 73% have immunity to Omicron. You know what I don't understand is when we, we go through this, people don't hear idiosyncrasies in your words. And so when they say, oh, I thought I thought the, I thought it was over because I got a shot. Nobody ever said the flu was over when you get a flu shot. <laughs> but they're saying that about this. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 what? One, one guy at my job said, man, you know, you can still get it if you get the, uh, even if you get vaccinated. I said, dude, when I said, whoever said that you wouldn't be able to get it if you're vaccinated. What they said is that if you get it, you won't have to go to the hospital. You got a 95% chance of, 95% chance of not going to the hospital and a 95% chance of not getting, uh, dying from it. They're not dying, they right. You wouldn't die Severe. They didn't say you wouldn't right. go to the hospital. Fear growth. They got a 95% chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so some people just, they, 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 I say, some of you guys hear what you want to hear. Chat, they show me somebody that's at that center CDC or Dr. Fauci saying you won't get it if you got the, if you got the vaccine. Right. You can't right. That's that. exactly right. Yep. So now, um, you know, even though I, I, you know, would have those conversations with people, get vaccinated and flush your system. That's all. Stay hydrated and flush your system. You're going to be okay. That's all I want to say about the vaccine. Now, Erin Jackson, 29, becomes the first African-American woman to take a gold medal in speed skating from the Beijing Winter Olympics. She said it feels amazing is what her quote was. But she's from West Jordan, Utah. Didn't really know there was black people up there. But anywho, uh, <laughs> I won't say that out loud, but I was thinking it. Um, she she won a gold medal in the women's 500 meter speed skating. Uh, she was ranked 24th um, at her first Winter Games games in South Korea four years ago, but she um, but she won. So that's all I want to say about her. Mm. She she be, she only began speed skating in 2017. So again, when people say that black folks can't do stuff. If she started that late and just won a gold medal. Um, imagine if she was speed skating when she was little. Just one point. Yeah, that really. That, that, that is not our thing. So, um, but it doesn't mean it can't be. That's all I want to say for the record. Now, Amazon 
suspends Black Lives Matter um, Global Network Foundation from its charity platform for failing to disclose where $60 million in donations has gone. So, again, mm-hmm. Amazon Smiles, which is their charity um, platform, they're saying that they didn't want they didn't disclose where the donations have gone, um, and um, they want them to audit. Now, here's my thing. Y'all don't think y'all audit and ask Red Cross where their money go? Mm-hmm. I don't think you audit Rescue Mission or any of those other charities, but Amazon want to suspend them. That is between mm-hmm. them and their state taxes. That has nothing to do with you. Again, mm-hmm. white folks like to over-police and patrol black people, so back up off of them for that $60 million yeah, bucks. Right? right? Mm-hmm. If they can account... If they can account for it in their taxes or when they file whatever, get out their business. But you know that over patrolling, we need to like push up against, push back against people who do that. So Amazon can bite me as far as that's concerned. Now, um, oh, you know what? I started to use this movie for Jay because it seemed like it's not a black movie. But my mother, I remember when I was really little, it's the first movie that I actually see my mother cry and watch is Imitation of Life. Have you ever seen that mm, movie? I've never. No, I've never oh seen my, that one. Oh my gosh. Imitation of Life, uh, I worked at this company and this woman, our, our, one of the VPs, she says, I want to watch a movie. She likes sappy movies and I said, watch Imitation of Life. Black or white? And she was white. And the next Monday, uh, after a week, and she came in, she goes, I cried watching that movie. I said, it made me sad, and I was little. And those movies don't do jack for me, but that one did. So Beyonce and Zendaya are teaming up and heading to the big screen to remake the 1959 film Imitation of Life. I, okay. I, um, uh, Zendaya, who's, only, um, who's 25, is in talks for a major role in the remake, while Beyonce will be behind the scenes as a producer. Um uh, Imitation of Life is an adaptation of Fanny Hearst's 1933 novel by the same name, which um, has two iconic adaptations. The first adaptation hit uh, movie theaters in 1934 with Claudette Colbert um, as the starting, uh, struggling widow who takes in a black housekeeper and her light-skinned daughter. And they went into business together, and the daughter leaves the mother because she wanted to pass for being white. It's a really good wow. movie. Though. I know it sounds, yeah, it sounds like it, it's it's crazy, but um, the one that I've seen and that the one that I like is the second adaptation, which hit in 1957, and it's with Lana Turner in Lord of Meredith. And um, I think it's, what's her name? I want to say it's not... Doris Day, but it's a younger a Hollywood star from those days. But Mahalia Jackson sings at a funeral scene, and Mahalia's voice is amazing. If you don't know who Mahalia Jackson is, mm-hmm. uh, go watch Imitation of Life. So, again, for people who like sappy movies, I won't watch it because that ain't me. But anyway, <laughs> I know that movie and I like it. <laughs> But I started to put that up there. Matter of fact, I'm still going to give that to Jay. I know Jay's listening. Imitation of life. Um, all black people 
uh, especially older black folks, my mom's generation, those guys, Imitation of Life is one of those movies that I think they all know. And it's about I might the regret. Check that one on yeah, yes, please, please watch that. It's about the regret that that look that her daughter had by ignoring her mother because she was black and it was segregated, so she didn't want to act like she wasn't black. And mm. then when she came back, you know, her mom, her mother forgave her because that's what black people do. But anyway, mm-hmm. she shunned her mom um, because she was passing. Now, um, former Miami Dolphins sport coach Brian Flores, who filed a racial discrimination yeah, suit Pittsburgh. in the NFL, got hired by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You want to be a Steeler. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know what? I like the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he was named there Saturday. He spent 15 years in various roles with the New England Patriots, but he found a home in um, in Pittsburgh. And he's still suing those three teams, by the way. He should. He should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, we talked about the um, the the killer cop Kim Porter, who just got um, 16 months yeah. in prison for manslaughter, right? Yeah. In many the Minneapolis home of the judge um, Regina Chu, um, they said about a hundred protesters was was out there. And, um, you know, again, they're trying to paraphrase it as Black Lives Matter protests. You know, white folks are constantly trying to scare everybody. But the fact is, they should have been protesting outside of her house. Don't tell us about the judge being impartial or or just wait till you go to court and get a fair trial. This is why black right. people don't get fair trials. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why. Exactly. So, yep. So if you want to post a child, um, you can pull her up, you know. And we've already did That's this with sure. women cases where that that kid raped that, that unconscious girl, and the judge said, I think we, we don't want to ruin his life. <laughs> like, we know how yeah. that happens with women. It happens with black mm-hmm. people a whole lot more. But I can tell you, yeah. white men on the bench, they just hold it down. So, so the FDA issued warnings for um, food items, dietary supplements, cosmetics, and over-the-counter medication at family dollars in six states after the Arkansas facility inspector uncovered over 1,000 rodents inside their warehouse. So if you – yeah, I should have jotted down the state so I could tell you, but I don't have it, so you're going to have to look up the story. But now I don't even want to shop in Family Dollar because they're telling you that regardless if it's open or not, if you have, um, you know, bacteria or, or any of those um, viruses from dead rodents and, you know, in various states of decay or bird droppings on packages and you don't wash your hands or wash those packages, you can get anything from um, salmonella, to all kind of diseases. So their FDA says wash your packages or just wipe them down or rinse and wash your hands if you touch any items that actually came out of those warehouses from Family Dollar. That has to be horrible for Family Dollar, but um, I don't feel sorry for them because when they bought Dollar Tree, they raised it to $1.25, so I'm still mad at them for that. <laughs> anyway, my dollar store is $1.25, <laughs> Elia, so... <laughs> no, I'm 
doing that against Family Dollar, and now y'all got a rodent problem. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> so you can see I have no sympathy for him, right? Exactly. Right. And I don't either, now, to be honest. Yep, mm-hmm. I have none. Now, more than a quarter of the world's rivers contain potentially toxic, toxic levels of over-the-counter and prescription drugs, including um, antihistamines and antibiotics and caffeine, according to a new study. So research sampled over 258 rivers across the globe, like the Thames in London, the Amazon in Brazil. Um, they were measuring the presence of 61 pharmaceutical drugs, and they're saying that they found more than a quarter in the world's rivers. Where's the now, stuff coming from? Where's it coming well, from? People just dump oh, stuff? Yeah. yeah, it's when people flush stuff down the toilet. <clears throat> yeah, wow. so because you don't think of anything, like when you get medicine and they're expired and stuff and you flush them, what happens is it goes into the water treatment systems and then they clean the water at your sewage treatment plant and they dump whatever they think is the clean water back into the streams. You, you even get in your drinking water. That's why we get so much stuff in our drinking water is because the things that they're not testing for is still seeping back into your drinking water. Oh, and, if, I, if my medicine expires, I usually turn it into the pharmacy, man. Oh, do you? Yeah, I just turn yeah, it right I, back into the pharmacy. I'm like, I can't do it. I, I This is expired and I need it. Here you go. Yep. You know, that's what I've been doing. Yep, I actually have some pretty bad stuff in my cabinet that I probably should because I, I I think I leave it there so I don't you know throw it I don't throw it in the toilet you know mm-hmm. and so you know I my mom's medicine stuff and all of that you know I I just didn't throw it out but that's a good idea I'm, I'm going to have to bring it back to the pharmacy because <laughs> it needs to be mm-hmm. destroyed but when it goes into the water system it, even though you can't see it it actually is building resistance so if you have antibiotics in the water i guess you're you're not just killing the fish but you're helping like rats get immunity to antibiotics <laughs> like you're just you know what i mean like you're putting it in the environment deer are licking or drinking that water and fishing yeah. game and stuff so you're getting that stuff back into your food supply so yeah that's where it comes from oh now i don't know if you heard this but jeffrey epstein's um I guess he's uh, the model agent or slash pimp, this guy, um, John Luke Burnell. He killed themselves uh, after multiple uh, – he tried to uh, commit suicide multiple times while, while he was in jail, and he was just found um, um, dead in his prison cell in um, in Paris um, last week. Really? Yep. Nobody wants to talk. I think, I think they're starting to fear that other people are going to kill them. But they said mm-hmm. he was not on suicide watch before he was found dead in his cell on Saturday morning, um, despite repeatedly trying to take his own life, which I'm almost feeling like he ain't tried to take his own life. Jeffrey Epstein has so much on somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm more apt to believe that. And Prince Andrew, by the way, had, um, they, you know, they settled their case against, um, what's her name? The woman, Virginia Roberts, who had that civil case against Prince Andrew. Right. And, um, six, $16 million. Ooh. And Yes. And so he turned um, 62 yesterday. They said he went to apologize to Queen Elizabeth and his daughters 
33-year-old Beatrice and Eugenia, who's 31, and they said that he went and apologized to them, and he said that he wished that he never even um, met uh, Epstein. But but mm. in their in their settlement, he didn't claim that he still slept with anybody underage. So in their agreement, right. he can't talk about it until after they celebrate the 70th. Um, I guess it's coming up this summer, um, the anniversary of Queen Elizabeth's 70th anniversary on the throne. So she can't talk about anything before that happens. They don't want anything tainting her celebration. You can talk about it after. This is how they do. Sweep it up under the rug, and you can talk about it later. But they paid her $16 million. Mm. Now, okay, so, yeah. So, again, I... I almost feel like playing black or white on this one, but here, <laughs> this is going to be too doggone easy. A Louisiana teenager has been arrested after allegedly attempting to hire a hitman on a prank website to kill her 14-year-old ex-boyfriend. Now, the girl who is 14 was charged with solicitation of murder and was booked into the East Baton Rouge Juvenile Detention Center, according to police. Her lawyer said on Tuesday that he didn't believe his client's action, you know, carried a severe, uh, severity of charges, of charge. He said, my client is a juvenile, first of all. In order to carry out any crime, you have to have the wherewithal to make it happen. And this 14-year-old doesn't have $5 to pay a dog on Hitman. But the girl whose mm-hmm. identity would not be disclosed um, because she's a minor allegedly attempted to hire a hitman on this on this website called rentahitman.com. And the reason I'm saying the name of the website is because they're turning you into the police. You gotta be <laughs> one dumb ass. And, yeah. and I know ass can, can go both ways, but we don't do fines on this on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> but the fact is is that a 14-year-old going on, what are you on, Google, I want to kill somebody, and something's going to literally come up? Mm. Wow. But, but you know that girl had to be black for the, to charge her, mm. right? Yeah, of course. Of course. 14 years old. If she's white, they're going to let her get away with it. Yeah, let, let me tell you something. Everybody is in their feelings at 14. They're mm-hmm. not, even if you can't remember at this moment, you did not want somebody breathing when you were 14. You was like, I hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you just did not. You mm-hmm. all, it's a part of your emotions of the, as adolescence. There was no way that she intentionally wanted to kill anybody. And um, they charged her. They said after wow. investigation, they found that the 14-year-old who, who had no money uh, was going to pay somebody to kill him. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> wow. Now, the, a far-right Oath Keepers leader, Stuart Rhodes, 56, will stay in jail until his trial, as pros- prosecutors showed damning messages proving that he orchestrated their assault on the Capitol. Uh, this is what a federal judge ruled. So this U.S. District Judge um, said that federal prosecutors have um, presented compelling, if not strong, evidence against Rhodes. So they're not letting that fool out of jail. Good. Yep. Now, um, since it's Black History, I, I wanted to make sure I did this story. Media mogul 
Byron Allen announced plans to um, to bid on the Denver Broncos and to become the NFL's first black team owner. Now, he's hmm. 60 years old. He said that Roger Goodell and Robert Kraft first approached him about buying um, this $3.7 billion club in 2019. But um, Byron Allen has announced that he's preparing a bid for the Denver Broncos, and if successful, he would become the NFL's first black franchise owner. Okay. Not only am I going to have to like hmm. Pittsburgh, that means I'm going to have to like Denver. That's what this is telling me. Tell it, yep. You ain't telling one. <laughs> yes. Now, I did send this to, to uh, Vanessa, and I'm glad Vanessa's not on. Is Vanessa's not on, is she? No. Okay, because Vanessa's pretty harsh with this. But a rogue cruise ship. Um, oh, you know, there was this black woman who allegedly jumped off a cruise ship. She was drunk. They were having a uh, disagreement in the hot tub. So they take her out of the hot tub. She leaves. And then they said she jumped off the cruise ship, hit her head, fell into the Gulf of Mexico, and the Coast Guard has not been able to find her, and they called off the search the other day. Wow. Yes. Again, black folks, right? They were un- mm-hmm. probably unjustly detaining her. Now they want to blame her for jump. Ain't nobody jumping off the side of no cruise ship. I ain't. I'm not yeah. even falling for that. You don't have to. You don't have to tell me something else. But <laughs> they need to be investigated. If the cruise ship security got her and they said she jumped off the six-story cruise ship into the water and hit her head on the side, mm-hmm. on a lifeboat, mind you, falling into the water. Wow. Now, um, you know, um, a rogue cruise ship, Crystal Symphony, the Crystal Serenity, they both got seized by authorities in the Bahamas after diverting to the island to avoid a U.S. warrant for this um, $4.6 million of unpaid fuel bill. So the two Crystal <laughs> cruise ships are now seized for not paying any money. Wow. Hey, I, did, I wasn't holding those um, stories for Vanessa because I know she's our, our cruiser, our cruiser on the show. But technically, um, she better. She, when she, whenever you get on a cruise, Vanessa, she need to say, um, "Did y'all pay y'all bills?" Just ask. Really? Just ask. You know, how's your fuel looking? You know, and really? give them five dollars. <laughs> Let them put something in the tank. We <laughs> just try just trying to help them out. When you get out there, you can't get back home. What the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? They actually did not. They diverted to uh, to another port because they couldn't dock because they were afraid that they, the boat was going to get seized. So now you got all mm. of these stranded people in the Bahamas because the operator did not want to want to go back to port. I don't know how that works, but really? I think I think we would have just had to. You and I would have been um, ship captain. I'd be like, okay, Elliot, yeah. straighten it out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going. I'm not playing that game our, with you. Look, we got our license real quick. <laughs> we'd have been like, look, <laughs> I didn't watch I'm the really Titanic. Not that game with you. What'd you say? I'm, I'm really not playing that game with him. I want to get out. If I want to get out of a boat, I'm gonna get out of a boat. Come on now. Right. I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all need to. Take... Well, my point is, y'all better drop me off when you pick me up. We ain't going. We're really? not going through all that. 
Mm-mm. You know. Oh, you know what? I I I didn't do. I did this that story where um, this Michigan woman was sentenced up to twenty years in prison for trying to hire a killer through that website, Rent a Hitman. I did that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that that yeah. he stole twenty twenty thousand dollars from her, and so this woman, Wendy Lynn Wynn, fifty two of, um, I guess it was South Rockport, Illinois. She pled guilty in November for using that website to solicit murder and using a computer to commit a crime. That was in Michigan. So the girl in Baton Rouge, who's 14, um, she had no money, but this woman was going, she was going to pay somebody. She she didn't care if she got them online or not. (laughs) Now, um, all right, so I missed doing this story because so, I wanted to talk about this. Now, remember Heidi Fleiss, the, the, the madam, right? Mm-hmm. So Heidi Fleiss, 56, uh, is moving to Missouri after someone shot her beloved pet parrot, Chewy. She shot the parrot in the leg with a BB gun on Christmas Eve. Now, how do you shoot a parrot in the leg, mind you? But anyway, so... <laughs> The parrot suffered a fracture in the in and a crushed leg, and now Fleiss is seeking punishment for the shooter, who she believes was an out of town visitor. Visitor, and she said, "I want to castrate him, and I want them to get the death penalty for shooting her little Chewy." Is what she said. She is offering five thousand dollar reward for information leading to the person who shot. Her pet parrot. Now, Fleiss runs an exotic bird sanctuary, which is located on a 50-acre property of the Ozark uh, area. Um, I guess she's moving just to keep her flock safe is what she's saying. But she's known for running a Los Angeles prostitution ring in the mid-'90s, if you don't know who she is. Uh, that service high-profile clients like Charlie Sheen, you know, and uh, again, he don't get in trouble for that. But Fleiss was arrested yeah. in 93, charged with five counts of pand- um, pandering. Her case went to trial. Sheen testified that he had spent $53,000 a year on her services. <laughs> she was convicted on three counts. Of pandering and sentenced to three years in prison, her conviction was her conviction was overturned in '96. However, she did spend 20 months in federal prison after being convicted on federal tax evasions. Now, she didn't get convicted for prostitution or pimping, but no, it was tax evasion. If you just told us you had the money, you'd been good. And they still overturned her. But Sally mm-hmm. seen Spent 50, if I, you know what, I'm not going to use myself as an example because, you know, Mariana's still li- listening. I like to keep my stature a little bit with, with the ladies a little bit. So here's, here's how this is going to go down. I'm not going to say need, but we're going to do a hypothetical. If somebody spent $20 to pay a hooker, they're going to do some jail time. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the whole Chris Hansen stuff and people running stings and all of that good stuff. But if you pay a prostitute, you are going to go to jail. Charlie Seen admitted that he paid $53,000 a year for prostitutes. Mm. 
And they were wow. like, thank you for your testimony, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently that saying is correct, that if you have money, you know, some crimes are just not crimes. It's like, yeah, I paid them. Of course. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of these cats pay these women, man. Come on. Yeah. 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 So I, I thought it was interesting that Heidi Fleiss is now the victim of um, – uh, of a bird shooting, a drive-by <laughs> with a PC gun. Yeah, she's back in the news. Now, okay, so, you know, in, in weed news, oh, you know, we oh, didn't what? talk about in Snoop um, buying death row, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So cannabis compounds can stop COVID. They said, so the virus that causes COVID-19 um, weed can stop it from entering human cells and um, mm. by binding the spike protein and blocking it from infecting people, according to a new study. So a pair of um, cannabis or cannaboid, cannabinoid anti- or acids, I guess is what they're calling it, uh, were identified in cannabis that were able to bind the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and blocking it from infecting mm. human cells. The compound can also be taken oil orally. So again, smoking weed is can be good for you. And in the words of of um, Nate Dog, smoke weed every day. We should put that on the board. Anytime you get a weed story, <laughs> just throw Nate Dog in there. <laughs> that might work. <laughs> you know, another positive weed story. Trust me, I got I got four more months and we smoke weed every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and also, you know what also helps um, with COVID? Viagra. What's that? Viagra. Really? Yeah. Oh my they god. They said it helped save a respiratory nurse who had spent 28 days in a COVID coma come around after doctors gave her a large dose of that drug as a part of an experimental um, treatment regimen. So uh, oh. Monica Alamina, who's 37, uh, mother of two, it boosted her blood flow around her body and relaxed the walls of her blood vessels, which helped open up her um, open up her lungs. So they said, oh. with just three days away from having her ventilator turned off, is when the condition um, started to improve and she woke up. Hmm. So. Smoke weed in Viagra is the moral of this particular program today, people. <laughs> what, the, what, what a hell of a combination, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, if you catch me with Viagra, it's just in case I get COVID. <laughs> like, I ain't really. No, no. If, if you, catch, you catch me with both of them, I, I got glaucoma, I got glaucoma, some glaucoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you would, you would see that going someplace else. You catch somebody with weed and Viagra. You'd be like, where you going? Like, hey, this is COVID precaution. I don't really wear a mask that much. So I'm going to need to have some weed and some Viagra. There you go. Yeah, he said it's from a glaucoma, it's from a glaucoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put in on this, man. <laughs> okay, and that that was another movie I was gonna put on the list for current movies. All black people seen Friday. <laughs> That's where we mm-hmm. got it from. Cause that yep. that was for his glaucoma. <laughs> that lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
So, you know, that that would be uh, in our in our health segment. We'll have to make sure that we um, <laughs> we, we let people know. Smoke weed, Viagra. It'll help you with your mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, look, Elias, we're just here to that's serve. Right. We're trying to help people out. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to tell my job. I say drug test. I was trying to get rid of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, call me up. I will cite you the news story for you, too. You say, just read the story and get back to me later. <laughs> it is true that mm-hmm. it's going to help my, uh, it's not just for my glaucoma, you know, so. Although, you know, they, they do say that, uh, speaking of, speaking of um, um, glaucoma, cataract, um, cataract surgery can cut your risk of developing dementia by about 30%. That's according to a study from the University of Washington. They said that more than 3,000 people over 65 had cataract surgery um, found that the procedure reduced their risk by 29% of having that. Okay. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Hey. And, um, you know, I know we only have a a minute left, but I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. That was our health and safety tip for today. (laughs) So, again, send your (laughs) comments to comments. (laughs) That's all we got. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we have it. That, that's, all, that's all I got for today. I can do one more, but that's that's gonna run over our time. So we'll have to we'll have to save that one for next show. All right, my brother. I'll see you next week, man. All right. See you next week. All right. All right. All right later. Later.